You're listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of uh, uh, the first 52, uh, uh, In Focus with Shifty, and uh, uh, In the Ladies' Room, and uh, uh, oh, what the hell, yes, LRWS, and a bunch of other fine programming. Uh, make sure you donate. Uh, uh, okay, let's turn the website again. RazRadioLive.com. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking until you do succeed. RazRadioLive.com with retards.
Christ It's so odd, no offering plate to pass on To no God, no white, no black No race exists that hasn't been choked by the slack No vote, no hope, and no light They want us with no sight, no brain, and no rights No friend, no God, no law No guns, no bullets, no justice at all Kind of weird. I uh. The life is a massive. I lost my intro. It's not there. So, welcome to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. That was a kind of interesting uh change of events there. Uh, we don't have the normal intro. I apologize, guys. I don't really know what happened there. So uh, here we are. We're sitting here live in uh, FEMA Region Four in Southwest Florida, and this is the first 52 on Raz Radio Live with uh, myself, Sean Raz. I've got my wonderful co-host. Lexi. Hello. And of course, Four Toads here with us. If he, if he remembers to unmute his microphone. <laughs> oh, wait. No, maybe if I should no. turn him up. Oh, jeez. It's one or the other, yeah. you guys. Come on. It's always one of us hey, shut up. Hey, you know, it's a technically, we're off to a technically stop. difficulty. Well, yeah, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Leave it alone now. Problems. Let's go. We, we, always, we all got well, problems. Hey. Hey, it still sounds better than any other show because of what we do. <laughs> exactly. We talk about some good stuff, which I have a whole line of good stuff tonight. And for those of you who don't know, and I know you two are super excited about this. I mean, I know you both were dancing around the living rooms of, of individual houses today um, because you found out Brad Friedman was going to be on with us tonight at the 10 o'clock hour. So it's yeah. always fun. Lexi and I are going to be ill in the 10, o- 10 o'clock hour. <laughs> I felt him ill. I can't go on. Uh, too much. Live long and prosper. Peace. Why can't you all be nice to Brad? I am nice to Brad. <laughs> Dave? Yeah, I could be nice to him too, but, you know, it's just his point of view that sickens me. Well, I'm bringing... And his blind obedience to the party line. <laughs> I'm bringing him on to discuss the Verizon thing. He's been covering some really good sides of that. 
Uh, and that's what, what inclined me to bring him. So I don't want to talk about that until later. Uh, like I said, I do okay. have a bunch of stuff to talk. I'm sure that's been on the top of your head. Well, too. actually, you know, uh, if anybody's going to dig down into it, it's going to be him. <laughs> as long as he doesn't say, well, this isn't a scandal. Then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll be right behind him. No, he's all good. He's, he, you're you're going to agree with him on this one. Trust me. I think it'll okay. go real well. So uh, uh, Just so you know, I had a power outage for about an hour and a half earlier. So if I go bye-bye and I'm looking at the weather right now and it's coming right up on me again, so there's a chance I might be off anyway. We might lose you. Well, there's a chance. Hopefully not. We'll uh, obviously play it by ear and see what happens. You know, sometimes stuff like that happens and there's not, not much control we can have. Uh, so if it happens when you get back on, just give me a holler and tell me you're back. You got it. It's that simple. Um, how was your week? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I went and looked at a uh, house. Yeah, that sounds exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> out of all the pieces of property I bought in the nine years I've been down here, this is by far the the shittiest one. But it's it'll it's you know. It's gonna. It's a three bedroom, two bath house. It needs a lot of work, and I'm getting it dirt cheap. So it's a good location in Alto. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of an wow, important thing. Wow, sounds promising. Hey man, I got guns, so it doesn't really matter to me. You gotta understand. I lived in South St. Pete in a really shitty area, and I did okay during the day. Are you moving you know? to the ghetto? If anything, in it would the be, ghetto, it would be white trash. Ah, oh, white trash. Wonderful. Yeah. Those are good deeps. The house that I'm looking at is one of the worst in the block. So the, there are some nice cars or nice houses. So all I got to do is get my house or the house that I'll be living in up to snuff. And that's well, going to take, you know, a Worst long time. case, they'll get really drunk and crash into your house, but you'll be fine. <laughs> there's nothing no, wrong the with that, is, right? No, there's a pe- it's, it's on a decent-sized piece of property, so it's actually set back. So they would oh, have to drive you're up good, the man. You're good, man. You're good. All set. <laughs> I have room to 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 make a uh, a little farm too. I'm looking at the weather here, Dave. I think you'll be fine, dude. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it goes out for you know the, the Tico, the Tampa Electric. This so oh, you're not on FPL, are you? No. Oh, so that's what I said. We never have problems with FPL. Very rarely do we lose power. Uh, you did very rarely. Think- it made me think, though, because here I am trying to think of what can I do to the, if I get this new place, what am I going to do? And I was like, ah, backup power. <laughs> yep, solar, just some solar generators or something. Yeah, there's a nice, there's a nice spot in the roof where I could put solar uh, panels on. Nice. Here I am spent, you know, doing all this shit, and I, I don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's all going to be corrected here soon enough. This is true. Uh, did you hear about the Georgia couple? The Georgia couple. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, I'm, uh, as soon as I, I do not think here, so. let's play this audio first, and uh, then we'll discuss this because it's a, uh, it's something you'll love to hear. As soon as we get it up and running, I cannot wait to get that new monitor and get that other computer hooked up and running, so I can get this laptop taken care of and working properly, so Lexi can use it. Because that's what we're waiting on right now. The laptop froze up just as I was going to do it. So, couple say deputies unlawfully broke into their home. You haven't seen this article yet. No. It's in Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Georgia. A husband and wife are livid, saying that sheriff deputies barged into their home, handcuffed them, and pointed guns at them. The couple is shocked at the shocked at what deputies said made them suspects in a home invasion in another county. Uh, basically, what happened? Uh, give you a quick rundown, and hopefully, this uh, I hate this effing computer. Um, basically, what happened was the wife, and we're talking fifty, sixty-year-old black couple. 
uh, the wife was had a friend or a coworker that lived in a gated community, and she was dropping this person off. Well, at about the same time that she dropped her friend off, there was a home invasion and a robbery at the house, and the surveillance cameras caught her car leaving. So based on her car leaving the gated community in the same period of time that the uh, that the uh, robbery happened, the judge signed a warrant and they went and raided their house of people who had nothing to do right. with anything. So she was driving while black, in other words. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. See. In Georgia, you'd figure that Georgia, you'd, be, you'd at least be a little bit safe from that. But nope, go in whitey neighborhood. And get your get your uh, your license plate on camera. Boom! They come right up. No fucking uh, investigation whatsoever. There's particular Not areas yet. in Georgia where there's quite a divide still. But even you know what? Even if that was the reasoning, um, there that doesn't justify a warrant. That would have no. justified an investigation. Maybe knocking on their door. Hey, can we talk to you for a couple minutes? Another we saw your vehicle. What's going right. on here? Ignorance is all that is. Now, was it SWAT or was it just uh, the normal cops? Uh, hold on here. I'm still having... Go to go to Raz Radio. It's like the first or second one on there, Dave. Oh, it'll take like four or five minutes for it to load up. <laughs> <laughs> we got that fixed. Shut up. You mean TF-52? Yeah. Well, Raz Radio Live, TF-52, either one. All right. You're going to hit place. enter. I'm going to hit enter. Right. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, We don't need the countdown. I've got enough issues four, on my side here without you counting down the slowness of your stuff. So, see if you can get that video, guys. Is it still loading? Uh, well, see, there's something going. I told you, I asked you to look into the site because I think there's something going on there, more than normal. It's a conspiracy. Seventeen thousand, eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand. Stop 20. counting. Stop That's it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Twenty there's seconds. Something going on here. Yeah, oh. you got too much shit on here. Oh, shut <laughs> up, dude. It's been fun. I don't want to get into a fight with you about the fucking website right now. Do you have the article up? Can you play the video for me, please? Hold on. Couple said, "Yeah, wow." I'm telling you, man, we are living in a police state. Again, it's fucking taking time. Yeah, I don't... Uh, definitely something going on. It might be the weather causing all both of our uh, internets to be stupid. Well, Internet. Internets. Well, it can't possibly be the fact that we are mumbled and sp- Skype together. That's yeah, that's probably slowing everything down, too. Fucking stuff up. All right, Gee. hold on. <laughs> Can really? you hear? Are, yeah. No. What? You can't hear anything? No. no. All right. Well, anyway, so the home invasion happened. Um, and... Oh, We're deputies. We, we first showed you the damage on Channels of Action News at 5. New at 6, a woman says her workouts to fit in her wedding dress are what caught the attention of those deputies. Channel 2's Tom Jones is live in Clayton County. And Tom, that woman and her husband want to know why a judge signed the search warrant in the first place. That's right, Aaron. The Evans... Hold on. I just want to show you the description. There's a, there's a news guy standing there, and he's got the door of the home outside by the news van with this fucking tremendous hole in it. Right. So if anybody wants to watch this afterwards, uh, go to Raz Radio. I can't believe that a judge TF-52. signed a search warrant and they had guns pointed at them and uh, their doors busted up all because deputies saw the wife in a surveillance video. They tell me that wife was getting ready for a very special occasion. Me 30 years. Willie and Catherine Evans will celebrate 30 years of marriage next year by having the wedding ceremony they never had. Catherine had been working out so she can fit into this dress. But I'm going to have it on after 
I get married and we're going to dance. Yeah. Her workouts led to a frightening encounter at their home Friday when Fayette County deputies broke down the doors, damaged ceilings, handcuffed them, and held them at gunpoint. I thought that that was my life was going to end that night. I was so scared out of my mind. It all began after a home invasion the day before at this affluent Fayette County subdivision. Surveillance video spotted Catherine driving out of the subdivision around the same time. That's when deputies got this search warrant and dozens of officers stormed their home looking for the stolen items. They found nothing. Evans said seeing her leave the subdivision wasn't enough for them to terrorize her and her husband. It My life is. could have been ended because of that. In this statement, Fayette County Sheriff Barry Babb says probable cause existed enough for just to oh, sign the such search warrant. Bullshit. He admits his deputies got it wrong and said he's paying for these repairs. The Evans say they are still shaken up over it all. My wife upset, blood pressure going up. And the sheriff says his invest. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And and like I said, you know that would that would warrant an investigation. A knock on the door. You know, hey, we we, we your vehicles in this area at the time of a of a home burglar, burglary. We'd like to ask you some questions. Not breaking in their front door with sledgehammers and whatever hells that- they use, and pointing guns at them and handcuffing them and ripping their ceilings apart. That's what they do. That's what, that's, that's what they do in Afghanistan and Iraq. And then they come back off a tour and they get hired by the local PD. And that's what they know. And that's, and. That's, that's why this is a problem. That's why. Honduras. 18 <laughs> minutes. Get me the hell out of here. Damn, you didn't make it very long, Dave. Yeah, it's just. Here I am thinking about, you know, buying a house and well, I really should be going somewhere else. Well, now what's yeah, the case? I, I still don't get that, but okay. What's, what's the chance that, um, you know, they did that here and I might at your house and you might have been carrying at the time or maybe had your gun on the dresser next to you and you just immediately I've grabbed been- your gun because somebody's beating your door down. They come in, they're going to shoot you. What if that would have happened in that situation? That's exactly what would happen because, you know, again, I live alone. I have a gun within 10 feet of me at all times. Um, if I heard somebody uh, knocking on the door, I would have grabbed the second clip and I would have hid. I know exactly. I already ran through my head <laughs> out in the living room. Uh I would have just peppered the door with fucking bullets, and then I would have eventually gotten taken out. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like that uh, that uh, Marine veteran that got killed. Uh, I oh, yeah. I forget where that was, but he was just standing in this hallway with his gun because he was protecting his family, and they lit him up with, what, 70-something rounds? Within within seconds yeah. of uh, getting out of the truck, they didn't wait the, the the obligatory 30 seconds, which is department protocol, because they have to knock on the door, announce themselves, and they have to wait. They knocked on the door, busted in, and the guy just like turned the corner, and he, he didn't have the gun up or anything like that. They didn't even announce the themselves either until after they fired. Yeah, and all the, you, you see the video of all these guys like at the door, jumping, like sticking a gun up, trying to shoot in, like like Ugh. just randomly shooting in. That's yeah. crazy, and, right. and that's the problem we're seeing a lot of uh, nowadays. You know, that's that's why the organizations like Cop Block or Filming Cops or um, all these different organizations out there that are that are promoting and putting out. Uh, the videos of what police are doing. Uh, we played last was it, no, not last week. Two weeks ago, we played the video of the uh, the uh, cop saying she wanted to inspect the phone. She thought it was a weapon. They're training cops that that cell phones can be weapons, can be turned into guns, and they're they're training them that so we stop videoing them, so they have a reason to go after the the camera and take it from you. Well, this has been a long time. Like I, when I grew up, uh, I was still living in Brooklyn, so I had to be I don't know nineteen. It had to be twenty twenty five years ago. 
and uh, this guy, I think his name was Amadou Diallo, right? They uh, told him to put his hands up. And what's the first thing you do when you get caught by the cops is you pull out your ID. He pulled out his wallet. I forget the amount of bullets, but it was something like 38 bullets went into this this guy. And all he was doing was holding his fucking wallet up. Yeah, and I know last uh, week we really didn't get into much topic, but I had a bunch of topics pulled up, and there was two of them. Uh, two shootings last week by cops of innocent people. Uh, one was the pizza person, person giving pizza out in front of the Walmart or wherever it was. And the other one was uh, an older gentleman. Uh, I don't remember the the exact story. I don't have it in front of me. So uh, that won't work very well, but you, you get my point. Uh, this... You have a better chance of getting shot by the cops than getting killed by a terrorist or winning the lottery. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you, you, and that shouldn't be a, you know, a thing. And I know on, on Bubba's show last week, they, they were talking about the older person that got killed because the cop responded too quickly. But then they went and did the the uh, other side of it and played a video from like 98 when uh, a, a cop stopped this guy and um, he wasn't cooperating and he, he he had pulled the gun. The guy had charged the cop. He, he was holding his gun. He, the guy stopped. He went back to his truck, got an, uh, uh, a rifle out of the truck, and they ended up in a shootout. Well, the cop was not paying attention or something. The guy circled around and got behind him and killed him. And it was all on on video. Well, it was on all audio. And you could hear the cop being killed and him, you know, laying there dying. So they used that to reverse that, hey, you know, you got to be quicker sometimes. You sometimes don't delay because this is what happens when you delay. Question. Yeah, just stop pulling people over for, for fucking no reason. Well, that's true, too. Question. Yes. How would you guys feel about law enforcement being unarmed? Do you think they would be more effective? No. 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 I don't want anybody to be unarmed. Right. They have just as if much it, right to carry as we do. Okay. Just, uh, what happened? What just recently happened in? Oh, that guy that Stabbing killed him. that guy. Yeah. yeah, with the meat cleaver. Yep. The first set of cops that arrived were unarmed. They had to call the armed guys. Now I don't have a problem. And they had to wait twenty armed. minutes for them. Right. I I don't have a problem with cops having guns because I got guns. They got guns. I I got no problem with that. It's just it's it's the legality. It's the um, uh, what do they call it? Quantitative. Oh, fuck. Uh, they have some sort of uh. Oh, wow. I am, uh, my, my brain is not firing. They have immunity, qualitative, quanti- they have immunity. Uh, Which they, they should do whatever the hell they want. Right. And then, then their own guys investigate and they say, yeah, it was a good shoot, you know? Um, could you imagine if somebody, somebody said to you, hey, listen, Sean, we think you're doing something wrong. You'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll investigate and I'll tell you, I'll let you know in a, in a couple months. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like this oversight and all this crap that the government says, we're going to investigate. We're going to get into that later on. But when they start saying that, you know, why would we, why should we trust them to investigate what they're doing wrong? Just like you said with me. Um, you know, we allow our government to do that every day to investigate their wrongdoings. Uh, there was a, I could pull that up here. Well, you, you could allow them to investigate. What you have to do is you got to remove the immunity, um, the sovereign immunity that they get. And you, you should, uh, the, the cop himself should be held accountable. He should be able to be taken to court, uh, on certain things. Um, because otherwise, you know, they'll take a cop to court, you know, if, if somebody stubs their toe. Uh, but there should be a lot more accountability. And and uh, see, that's what that's what the, the government has done is is they've given all they've given away all the accountability so they could do whatever the fuck they want and claim. Oh, well, that, it's legal. That, and that's exactly what Obama said. Well, it's legal. Oh, uh, did you listen to any of that speech yesterday he gave? I, I, I it, it makes me want to vomit. 
anytime I see the president. We're not any, listening any- to you. Nobody's listening to you. You know, and it's funny he says that when two weeks ago a whistleblower from, uh, I believe it was the FBI, came out and said how they're listening to everything. Everything's recorded. That's how they got the information on the, the, the brothers, apparently. The, uh, I also had posted a – they're building a new data center in Maryland. Oh, and to, ri- to rival the one in Utah. Oh, the one Smaller. with like 8 billion quick gigabytes of storage, whatever the hell it's called, tetrabyte? Uh, oh, shit, I forgot what it was called. But I, yeah. I think it's a tetrabyte, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's that's like, there's petabyte, ter- ter- no, there's terabyte, petabyte. I forget what it was, but it was a re- it's a ridiculous amount of shit. More, more, more stuff than I've ever, if, if for the last 13, 14 years, if you, if I was able to save all the data that I browsed in the last 13 years, and I browsed a lot, um, it wouldn't even come close to reaching to, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable what they can store. Uh, and going along with right. this, Justice Department fights release of secret court opinion finding unconstitutional, unconstitutional surveillance. Um, basically it goes here, uh, uh, the important case, all the more relevant in the wake of the week's disclosure, was triggered after Senator Ron Wyadell, a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, started crying foul in 2011 about U.S. government snooping. As a member of the Intelligence Committee, he had learned about domestic surveillance activities affecting American citizens that he believed was improper. He and Senator Mark Udall, uh, another Intelligence Committee member, raised only vague warning about the data collection because they could not reveal the data details of the classified program that concerned them. But in July 2012, Wyden was able to get the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to declassify two statements that he wanted to issue to the public. Uh, basically, I, I missed the beginning of that there. Uh, a judge found that it was uh, in the midst of the revelations that the government has conducted extensive top-secret surveillance operations to collect domestic phone records and internet communications, the Justice Department was due to file a court motion Friday in its effort to keep secret an 86-page court opinion that determined that the government had violated the spirit of federal surveillance laws and engaged in unconstitutional spying. So the Justice Department is trying to prevent the release of this report, telling us that our government did something wrong yet again. Yeah, but yeah, right. that's what I was going to say. This is, this is old news. This happened under Bush. Um, when they found out that there was a room in an AT&T knock, network operations center that was uh, for the NSA. Mm-hmm. There was a guy, there was a, there was a technician or, or, or assistant admin that had said something about it. And this has been going on since, you know, the Patriot Act. Actually, it's probably been going on since before that. Yeah, I'd but, say before uh, that, the Patriot, the Patriot Act really knocked it off. You're right. Right. And, and it's funny because, you know, I've been in this whole thing since 08, 09-ish. Um, and I know I've been screaming about the phone companies and everything spying on us the whole time. You know, it's, it's, it's not like we haven't talked about this, but all of a sudden it's the first 20 headlines on the Drudge Report right now. Right. Well, you know, it is a significant thing and we should wait, you know, another half hour to talk about it. But I just want to let you know that, you know, anytime you, you say, well, like, this is why I go to page. None of that matters. It's all at root access at the, uh, the internet backbones. That's where they're collecting all the stuff and that's where they're, they're able to identify you. Yeah, exactly. It, it's uh, there is no hiding I, from them anymore. Well, no, there is. Yeah, don't use any technology. No encryption, encryption, encryption. There are ways, and I've been looking into this for a long time. But there are ways, and of course, now all this shit's coming out within the last week. All these new technologies to encrypt text messages and shit like that. But um, there are definitely ways to do it, and uh, 
I was thinking about setting it all up, but I was like, I don't even talk to anybody. I mean, what the fuck am I talking to people about? I get on a goddamn internet radio show and I blab about everything. So yeah, what's what, the point what of encrypting it? Right, right, exactly. Well, you know, as Jay Leno said, you know, everybody always wanted a, a president that uh, listened to us. Well, I guess we have that now, <laughs> don't we? Come on. Well, technically, they're not actually listening. They got the metadata. And basically, that's just the information of your phone call. Who you called, when you called, where you were, where they were, right? And if they if that matches something, then they go listen to the phone call. Right, right. So it's the metadata. I mean, they get all the data. And then they select, then they try to match up and then they selectively grab the, the other data after that. But it's to protect us from terrorists. Yeah. Well, how about this? Well, how about we just bring everybody home and stop and stop giving the terrorists a reason to attack us? How about that? I think that's a great idea. You know what? I got an idea. Our friend Lee Camp has the way to stop terrorism. So for those of you who have not heard this yet, why don't we take a quick listen to what Lee Camp suggests? I hate this laptop. We got no plans, no plans at all. Evil man's always transcending. Follow like sheep, swallow everything. Always simpletons or pretending. This is your moment of clarity from LeeCamp.net. I could stop all terrorism overnight. Maybe not every last dude. I mean, you probably still have the Unabomber type dudes that, 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 like guys that just had some kind of potty training fiasco when they were like two and from that point on they were destined to murder a lot of people i feel like even the parents probably knew back then they were probably like he's pooping all wrong like as wrong as it's possible to poop he has never not pooped errantly there are chimpanzees that hit the mark more often. And so we feel like he's he's probably going to experiment with dynamite later in his life. So other than that, dude, I could stop all terrorism. All you do is replace every drone bomb, every missile dropped from a plane with a marshmallow peep. The planes would only drop peeps. You might need a little little parachute or something on each one to make sure they don't splat. And this would achieve two things. First, no more innocent civilians dying. Not a one, which means no more furious family members and townspeople. You remember Ahmed? Yeah, well the murderous dogs in the United States dropped a marshmallow peep on his head. You see? Not as easy a recruiting tool right there, huh? Tough to talk teenagers into, into, into lining up to strap napalm to their nuts because their cousin was hit with an adorable Easter candy. Yeah, I know. I know he was, I know he was nailed with a, with a, with a peep, but he's okay, right? He, like a, like a bruise? I mean, you, 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 you said, you said he enjoyed eating it, right? He ate it, he ate it afterwards, so, so I, I just feel like suicide bombing my balls off in a shopping center is not called for. I, it's, 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 it's overreaction. How, how about we just, Hit him back with some hummus or something. So here's the second part. There would still be hardcore terrorists. There'd still be people that say death to America. And the peeps would also serve as notice. So we drop that shit outside your house. We're saying to you, hey, we got our eye on you. All right? We, 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 we know you're up to no good, so watch it, motherfucker. Or the next candy will be a caramel. And that shit stings. 
Boom! War on terror over. You're welcome. Actually, there's one more piece. We can't stop dropping bombs on people because there's too much money in it, right? It's a goddamn lucrative business. You ever met someone who's got bomb-making money, like Lockheed Martin, Boeing money? They're rich as fuck. I'm talking Rolls Royces made out of Lamborghinis. I'm talking Fabergé eggs made out of Fabergé himself. I'm talking jackets made out of angel pussy hair. That kind of rich. So you know they're not going to let us get in the way of their money stream. The answer is to dust each peep in gold. That's right. Gold-dusted peeps. Each one costs a million dollars to make, so Lockheed Martin still gets paid. There it is. War on terror over. Terrorism over. You are welcome. And now, as a little bonus, I'm going to tell you how to keep the war on terror going. How to keep it in a spiral of death and destruction that never ends. Never ends. Do exactly what we're doing right now. And that's been your Moment of Clarity from LeeCamp.net. Check out the Moment of Clarity podcast, which is similar to these rants you're watching right now, except I get to talk about every issue under the sun for 45 minutes an episode. And you can listen for free at LeeCamp.net, iTunes, Stitcher, the Android app. And now here at the end is some new music called Live for Right Now by Species, who also does the intro song to Moment of Clarity. I'll put the link to the song in the description. And keep fighting. So there goes our buddy Lee Camp with a great idea. We'll just bomb him with peeps instead of uh, what we've been using. What do you think, Dave? I think that's ridiculous. You think that's ridiculous? Yeah, because it's still going to cost us money. <laughs> Why don't we just stop Million funding them? Peeps. Yeah. Let's. How stupid. about? Well, if they if you continue if if his plan comes to fruition. Uh, the peep makers will make a lot of money, right? Yeah. And your sons and daughters and grandchildren will still be paying the price. How about we just stop giving the government the money to do this in the first place? Well, we could do that, I guess. That would make the most sense to to do that and regain control of our federal government. Right. Or we and could do enough- what we could do what Adam Armstrong or uh, Adam uh, Kokesh's Co- is a uh, suggestion, and we take back our states. And we eliminate the federal government until we can get it back to where it belongs. It's not like it's not being done in other regions of the world right now. True, true. I mean, do we? Is it that time? I mean, are we? Uh... Well, by the way, our money goes to fund those other countries. You know, because in other countries, you know, the, the people are so poor they can't afford to to pay the taxes to to make the bombs and all this other shit. So the, the American government funds them. Oh yeah, we supply them with all and, of that they need and right. And, after we go in and bomb them and kill a bunch of their people and then rebuild their stuff, you know, that's a big circle that we're stuck in. And uh, yeah. for some reason, we can never get out of it. Well, we could get out of it. They just, the people in charge don't want it. Oh, and the and people that aren't in charge aren't paying attention enough to even give a shit. No, I don't. Most of the people in charge know know what's going on. No, I mean, I meant the people that elect these people in charge, the people like, not oh, us, but the civilians, the regular people. You're not in charge. You're just tax cattle, my friend. You just pay the bill. Did I you say? Did money. I say in charge, honey? Did the words "us in charge" come out of my mouth at all? I I can't understand uh, tax cattle. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're such a bitch. Your tax livestock is what it is. The all, all you are is just money. And and I'm sorry. I was actually looking at you for a second, and I must have. It was kind of uh, a compliment. You're money. You're money. Stop. Is that what you're saying, Dave? We're money. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And they want it, and they're <laughs> getting very it much. You. But <laughs> no, well, that's what your social security is. It's your identification for your money. That's all it is. It makes you a number in the system. Yeah, and uh, that actually allows them to to, to uh, write bonds on you. And they say, this is all the people that we have in the country. Here, Federal Reserve, lend us more money because these are the people that are going to pay for it. Yep. So you are you are collateral is what you are. Well, that's why the IRS needs to go away. That's why the Federal Reserve needs to go away. You know, it's not really – it's not our federal government as much as it is these other entities that have gained control of it uh, that, that no, have no right would, being in control. It was the federal government that created these things. So it's the federal the federal no, government. the federal the government did not create these things. The federal, federal government, government did not create the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve was created by a bunch of bankers in private on Jekyll Island and then forced through. Uh, at, and who voted them in? Uh, well, let's see. They only had like 25 senators in House at the, the time. House and Senate, right. And and who comprises the federal government? I'm waiting. Oh, wait. Hold on. I, can, I actually have that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but the point being is it wasn't their idea. They they just did what they were told to do by their leaders, which are the banking elite and the military but industrial was, complex. Uh, okay, without the, without the, the the congressmen, how would the Federal Reserve come to fruition? They would have just been put there. Then it can't be put there. It's not just. It has to be. There is a procedure. There has to be a procedure. Uh, well, and, no, Dave, don't be a pain in the ass. All right, you know what I'm trying to say. You're, You're trying, trying to get to, get to the bottom of it. That's all. You you know I'm right. You know what my point is, though. Oh, God. Come on, you guys. Stop it. <clears throat> All right. Do I, anyway. Do I just have to, like, I feel like a referee, really. Seriously. I feel like a referee. Oh, just well, That's part of your job. That is part <laughs> of your job. Yeah, if you want a referee now, wait till later. Brad will be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> Dave's going to be a smart ass now. It's weird you say that because I'm really not. Well, not don't, you're not going to well. get not feeling a good again yeah. thing going I'm tired. on. No, no, no. I'm tired. So, Dave, where's Liberty well. County, Florida? Uh, it's up in the, uh, it's at the beginning of the panhandle. I actually drove through Liberty County and, and took a picture of the, cause it's, and I know exactly right where, where you're going with the story. Uh, I have a picture of, of me, took a picture of, of the sign that says Liberty Correctional Facility. I mean, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> How could you have oh Liberty God. Prison? Yeah, that wow. is pretty scary. Yeah, they should change the name of that. <laughs> yeah, they really do. There's no liberty there. That. Well, the reason I bring it up, the reason I bring it up, Florida sheriff arrested after defending the Second Amendment. Have you heard of this one yet? Uh, yeah. A Florida sheriff who believes in the Second Amendment was charged Tuesday for removing the arrest files of a suspe- suspect held on unconstitutional gun charge, but later released. Uh, liberty uh, County oh, Sheriff uh, Nicholas Finch, 50, was booked in his own jail Tuesday with one count of official misconduct by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. The FDLE accuses Finch covering up the arrest of Floyd Eugene Parrish. After releasing him from the Liberty County Jail, Parrish had been arrested for carrying a concealed firearm without a license, a third-degree felony in Florida. On March 8th, Sergeant James Joseph Hoglin of the Liberty County Sheriff's Office arrested Parrish during a traffic stop after finding a 20... a 25 automatic pistol in Parrish's pocket and a holstered revolver in the front seat. According to court records, Parrish was then taken to the county jail. Finch arrived at the jail with Parrish, Parrish's brother, and spoke to Parrish, after which Finch took the arrest file and told correction officers Parrish would be released with no charge, according to the investigation. Finch also ordered both of the pistols and revol- both the pistol and revolver to be returned to Parrish. 
Now, FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, came in, took all his stuff, investigated him, and then threw him in jail. Now, in counties, the sheriff is the highest man of the law, and he can choose whether somebody should be arrested or not. Um, so I just, uh, what is your thought on this? Well, I have two conflicting thoughts about this. And one is, you know, I, I, he should have never been arrested in the first place, right? Right. Um, although in this state, you have to be, you have to have a permit to wear a weapon, right? Now, I, I've jumped through these hoops. I know that are jumping through these hoops. Um, and I would love for it to be a shall issue state, you know, instead of having to go for the permit process. And I would gladly, you know, say, all right, that money's gone. I don't give a shit about it. But, uh, there is a process down here. The guy, uh, was illegally holding and I uh, can't tell you how many times I've done that before I got my permit. Right. Um, although when I get pulled over, I definitely would have ditched it. Um, well, and what the, happened? This, the sheriff broke the law by destroying the records. He didn't amend the records. He didn't. He didn't come up with something and say, "Okay, I'm now going to uh, strike these records." Or you know, I'm going I'm to put another piece of paper on top of his file saying he, I deemed him free. He destroyed the records. Right. That's that's the thing that I have a problem with. Is is there might be something beyond that, and now we'll never know because he destroyed the records. I believe they just destroyed the records of that one arrest. It's not like they went into his whole file and if he had anything else there, no. they destroyed that. He, the sheriff, destroyed the record of the right. arrest. Right. Which, you know, now there's no trace of it. And I'm sure that there's something, there might be a friend or a friend of a friend or something. It sounds a little hinky, um, but, you know, this wouldn't be a problem in, you know, like Vermont. Well, here it says Finch's attorney does not refute the story as told by investigators. The records at the jail show exactly what happened in this case, and the records speak the truth, said Finch's attorney, Jim Judkid. The sheriff looked at the facts and said, I believe in the Second Amendment, and we're not going to charge him. That is not misconduct at all. That is within the sheriff's prorogated, prorogative whether to charge someone or not. Oh, hold on. Oh, prerogative. prerogative. Jesus. Wow. You, somebody else it's should have stepped in you, and said when you read, no, because I didn't, I didn't understand what you, it's funny when you read something and it's, it's totally different what you think it is in your mind and yeah. you, you fuck it up like that. Yeah, that was, I, I hope I, everybody I, was drinking because that was, that was a good one. That was a good one. I haven't done that in a while, although we really haven't been really intelligent the past week or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, when, I, when are we going to get to hear that show? I know. Lexi's got to write the synopsis still. Why, why are you blaming it on me? It's your fault. That's well, not my fault. It's always no, the woman. Yeah, all, all Lexi has to write is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> three-minute process for me. <laughs> Beatbox. Can you believe somebody's fucking calling me? Really? I thought you turned your stuff yeah. off. Yeah, the, the phone's Dave, charging. Turn that shit friends. off. We're doing a show no, here. No, what you the can't hell? hear it. The, fu- the phone's charging in the kitchen. I can hear it. I can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that sensitive mumble you got there. Oh, that's right. I still, still, it's still ringing. Yeah. Is that a landline, sir? <laughs> no, that's, it wouldn't that's be charging that's... if it was a landline, honey. That was the oh, Obama phone. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, you, you should, like a, you should get a ringtone like on there that goes Obama. Phone ringing. Obama. Obama. <laughs> Obama. I don't even know how to change it. I don't even know how to lock it. It's such a basic phone. It's great. It's old fashioned. All it does phone. is make phone calls. Nice. Yeah, I, I miss old fashionedness again sometimes. It's always nice to have old fashionedness. 
Yeah, it's, it's nice in, until your power goes out. Then <laughs> you have nothing. Like I was, I, it was six oh one. I was just starting to listen to uh, the Shifty Show. <laughs> Lost everything. Ugh. And I was like, if I had, if I had my, you know, if I had an internet phone, I just fired that up and listened. But you couldn't do that. No, I just wound up wandering around aimlessly. <laughs> you actually left the house. I did. I, I jumped in the truck to see how bad the, you know, see how much of the neighborhood was out, and it wasn't that bad. How, did you get any, uh, any of that storm that came through? Well, I know you got the storm, but did you didn't get any tornadoes or anything in your area, did you? I know you and mm-hmm. uh, you and Agent Sixty Six were going back and forth. No, she was a lot closer to her than it was to me. But it, 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 uh, it that particular cell passed right by me. Yeah, the one that touched down in Sarasota was like four minutes from Shifty's house. It was like right yeah. up the road from his house when it touched down. Years ago, I was driving. I had a uh, full-size Dodge pickup truck, and I was on my way back to Madeira Beach. And I drove through the f- side of a tornado. I had a fucking huge branch that I saw just fling out from like this trailer park and drop right in front of my truck. And I I am not afraid to drive in inclement weather because I usually keep Good, good wiper blades, and I ran next to shit out of my window, so I see well, and my tires usually in good condition, so I, I'm not scared. I was shitting a brick, and that was before the fucking tree trunk hit the ground, and then I drove home and noticed that there was a tornado right there. Yes, so I I've, been, to it. I've never seen a tornado. I've been through a few hurricanes and up north, all the snowstorms in the world. Um, it's got to be. I didn't see. I didn't see any any. You know, torn, I didn't see the tornado, but then again, it was it was that much rain that I could barely see. You know, ten feet in front of me. Yeah, that's so what anyway. that's what scares me the most. We used to get rain up in Jersey like that, and you'd be driving down like uh, two ninety five in Jersey, which is kind of like uh, seventy five here, and mm-hmm. uh, but a lot more congested because it's right outside Philly, and uh, you'd get rain, you couldn't see crap, but you'd still have to do eighty miles an hour because Jersey people don't stop, they yeah. don't slow down, they don't calm down, they don't anything. You know, and having having said that we had four tornadoes in this area uh, that day, th- that ain't shit compared to the stuff that goes. These are like little faggot baby uh, tornadoes compared to the, that shit that goes on in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. It, it was a big fucking monster tornado. These are little pissy ones. Well, that last one was uh, 2.3 miles wide, I think it was, is what the last report, the final report I saw on it. Yeah. I mean, that's we, just... Ours are, are maybe, you know, 25 feet across. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. scary, though, to think that something yeah. can get that big. I mean, that could take out an entire development, you know? In one shot. In one one pass, right? Exactly. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know. That's one of the things I'm worried about. That house I'm looking at is a uh, double wide. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm, well, you know, there's a lot of those here. And, I mean,. There's there's double wides down by us here that have been there for sixty, seventy, eighty years. They're right on the water, and we're yeah. you know we're here in Florida too. One of them, you know, one de- you know half-ass faggot tornado will take my place right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not that bad. Well, we'll see. You know why do um, I bother I'm- resetting this computer before we go live? I should just leave it be. Not sure. <laughs> so you excited to talk with Mister Friedman? We're almost there. Uh, I'm interested in what he says about this because, uh, if, if anything, you know, there are things I don't like about him after the last couple of things. Um, you know, the, the things that he, that he doesn't call a scandals because it didn't happen to his guys. Um, but he does read and he investigates and he knows his shit. So, uh, I'm interested to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, I am too. Cause, uh, he's got a couple articles up on his website, uh, the, 
uh, bradblog.com. Uh, yeah, I actually have one up. Uh, the most recent which, one? Uh, well, I saw it earlier. I just hadn't got a chance to read it, and it's one with the... The Greenwald? Greenwald, yeah, who you told me about a year ago was untrustworthy. Are you sure it was him? I'm positive, because he worked, He also writes for a website you didn't like, and that was the, it was the site. It wasn't Greenwald himself. It was uh, Slate, Slate, the site Slate. you didn't like. Uh, that was a while back. I don't remember now, to be honest yeah. with you. So much has gone on in the years. You know, I mean, shit, think yeah. about all the different things. I can't even keep up with half of it anymore. It's, it's like... I can't, right. Throughout it, the week, you can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's going so fast, and there's just so much coming out, and there's... The, all this stuff that us crazy conspiracy guys talk about all the time is now like on the front page every day. Um, yeah, but nobody goes back to the fact that we've been talking about it for years and, uh, nobody's going to admit we're right except, you know, a except few for people. us. <laughs> right. We've got to toot our own horn. Yeah, well, somebody's got to toot it, I guess. Right. Uh, <laughs> I got the, uh, Leno clip here. I want to see if, uh, this comes through. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hoping it's going to work. Let's see what's going on. Hey, uh, Snoop is back in the news. Not Snoop Dogg, Snoop Obama. Yeah, Snoop Obama. <laughs> a big change in the White House today. They closed the gift shop and opened a Verizon store. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, this has become a huge controversy after it was revealed that the National Security Agency seized millions of, of Verizon phone records. And, of course, this has caused a panic among civil libertarians, constitutional scholars, and cheating husbands everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> How ironic is that? We wanted a president that listens to all Americans. Now we have one. Yeah. <laughs> actually, 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 President Obama clarified the situation today. He said, no one is listening to your phone calls. The president, that's not what the program is all about. You know, like the IRS is about targeting certain political groups. That's not what it's about. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? The White House is looking through our phone records, checking our computers, monitoring our emails. When did the government suddenly become our psycho ex-girlfriend? When did that happen? <laughs> when did that happen? When did that happen? Uh, you know, I tell you. I'm ready for it to be the ex-girlfriend. this snooping thing to good use. How about spying on the IRS next time they throw a $4 million party? Why don't you do that one? Yes, exactly. <laughs> So that now, was, by now oh. the IRS has taken some heat for reportedly spending $4 million on a conference in Anaheim last year where employees took dancing lessons. <laughs> One of the dances they learned, tap, tap dancing, I think he was going to say. Got to love uh, Skippy videos. So uh, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, again, it's just all these mainstream people starting to really talk about this information, and it's, it's nice to hear it coming out. Yeah, but it, nothing's going to happen with it. You know, hey, if we, uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that, Dave. Um, if well, if look. we can get this move on on July fourth to really move forward, people are starting to get pissed off. I really believe that people are actually getting pissed off. Uh, okay, and what it what it all right? So we've been pissed off for a long time, right? What is that? We've been pissed off enough to where we talk about it and we Facebook shit and we talk. You know, we we know about it. What has it done? What is what is twenty million more people getting pissed going to do? Nothing. Well, that's what we need, though the, the power in numbers, and we need more people to realize what's going on and actually do something about it. 
and, and going, no, no, we can do, no, 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 no. It's Look, not it, helping I, the fact. You gotta fucking stand up and say, hey, you gotta do something. Let's do something. Let's do the march. Let's do this. Let's, it's time. We have to make the difference. That fucking, uh, congressman, what's his name? Lindsey Graham? I don't mind if Verizon is, is listening to my stuff, you know? I've got nothing to hide. And the machine is too powerful. They have all the cards, Sean. All right? They have all the cards. They control the media. They control the armed forces. They control the laws. There's nothing we could do about it. I'm sorry to break the news to you. There ain't shit we could do about it. Yeah, well, that's right? that's where I disagree with you. I think we can do something. I think it can be changed, but it's going to take everybody doing it. And this, this right. fucking See, no, nothing good is going to collectivism. Fucking, uh, I'm sorry. There's the problem. It's collectivism. It takes everybody to do it, and that's what's not going to happen. Nobody can agree. Us in this country can't agree on shit. You and I can't agree with shit on the radio. God damn it. Exactly. And we like each other. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, one more before we and hit by the, the break. Way, yes. I, I figured out who called me. Who? It, it was my mother. And I told, I texted her earlier. I was like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going on the air in a little bit. I'll speak to you later. And it's, hell, can you call? Hey. Can you talk? <laughs> no, I can't. No. <laughs> oh, you got the oh, little yeah. text thing. That's right. Where text is yeah. to you. Uh, well, here, this goes along with our little argument of what's it going to take. Uh, Bradley Manning trial goes to go there. Bradley Manning trial gets no stenographers orders court. We read this one yet. Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me because there's no talk about Bradley Manning whatsoever. Uh, but yet that fucking bitch that killed some dude years ago and has been on the TV for three months, uh, is going, is finally going away. But now Trayvon Martin's going to come up. Right. And Bradley Manning, pff, you don't hear nothing about it, despite the fact that it's more important than both of those trials put together. Well, after major news outlets raised over $60,000, hold on. <clears throat> after, uh, raised $60,000 to hire stenographers to record PFC Bradley Manning's trial, the military court overseeing the trial has denied the stenographers press passes cutting off any written record of the proceedings. Numerous news organizations that pulled together and formed the Freedom of the Press Foundation started the fundraiser to pay for stenographers to ensure the court's transparency transparency during the trial. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange also assembled a group of journalists and First Amendment activists to file a lawsuit on two accounts against the Department of Defense to force the court into transparency, both times of which were utterly struck down. So the military doesn't want anybody to know what's going on with this guy. He's been in jail for, he's locked up now years. for three years, I think it's been now. Something like that, yeah. Two, and two or three way, years. They're only, they're, the, 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 the government's or the military's own rules say that you can only keep him for 120 days. They can do what they want, Dave, remember? Exactly. You said it yourself. Exactly. There's more shit to this, cause I, I gotta lower down. I got buzzy on the other line. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but. Let's There's get, let's get to him real fast because we got to go for a break and I want to get his thoughts out before we uh, go okay. to Brad. Buzz, are you there? Yeah. What's up? Hey, uh, uh, I'll be serious. God forbid if I act like an idiot. <laughs> Speaking of other shows, but we won't go there. But anyway, Portos is, is exactly right. There's nothing going to change. We cannot do nothing about it as far as what's going on with our government until the American people... Uh, well, yeah, I better watch what I say, seriously, because I have Verizon. <laughs> Until the American people get off their pharmaceuticals. I, I, will, I will say the big R, the big R word. Revolution? Revolt? I didn't say that. <laughs> well, Adam Kokech is stay, saying that, though. 
Maybe it is but, time for the final know, American Revolution. Nothing's going to change. That's just like this, uh, uh, what's his name? God damn, I can't remember. The Attorney General. Holder? I don't know, yesterday. Yeah. He said he's not stepping down for his involvement in the IRS deal or whatever, lying or whatever. He's not going to step down. You can't make me. Nah, 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 boo boo. That's pretty much what he says. And he is evil. He, he was. He goes all the way back to Oklahoma City, buzzard. He goes back to where he says that we should we should convince the people through indoctrination that guns are bad in yep. 1995 or 96 or some shit like that. Yep, right after Oklahoma City, which he okay. was involved that in the investigation of. That's part of uh, Obama's speech. I was yelling at my TV set, you motherfucker. <laughs> I was... Did you, did you see the look on his face? It was the same thing as, uh, like I said, the Attorney General, Nana, Nana Boo Boo. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I was sitting in a pizza shop eating lunch when it was on, and that's the only reason I got to see it, really. And, uh... And I couldn't believe it. I I was actually sitting there and I'm talking to there's a it's the same pizza shop I go to every Friday, so I know everybody in there and I'm like talking to everybody around me and they're all like, This is ridiculous. This whole thing with Variety like and they all were on the same path, you know. Even the one guy's like, Yeah, I listen to Alex Jones every once in a while and he was like a sixty five, seventy year old guy, which really caught me off guard when he, he knew who Alex Jones even was. Um I don't know. I think we're hitting a turning point. Will it will it correct before we're dead? I don't know. But I think we're in the turning point of the correction period, or at least I hope or want to believe we are. Now, do you I guys understand that. why I want to go to Honduras? I used to like the Republic. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Buzzy. No, I just say I used to think the Republicans would save us from the Democrats and the liberals, but no, they're all fucking involved. I, I'm sick. Of, I'm pissed. Anything really with a, anything with a letter in front of it's not going to save us, dude. Um, it's time. No. To, the best thing we could do if we're going to keep our current form, if we could eliminate these parties and and just have people run on what they are and have no loyal uh, um, alliance to any letter when you go to vote and you go to vote based matter, on what they do. John, it, don't, it don't matter who gets in office for what office. Once they can be the best guy there is, got the best intentions, but once they get in office. Then the money and the power starts rolling in, and they're the most corrupt motherfuckers on the face of the planet. Yep, I suggest everybody out there that has Netflix watch House of Cards. It's a thirteen-part series I, I, about the government, and it was excellent. House of well, Cards. I tried to, but you got kind of boring at the beginning. I'll try it again, but well, it's because history is boring to most people, and they don't want to watch it. Was that the one you were posting in the group constantly? You would post up episodes, Dave. What? You kept posting up episodes of some show in a group. No, that that's uh, Fruit Future States is what I... Uh, oh, that I want to watch. Okay. That I do yeah. want to watch. That's supposed to be really good. All right, Buzzy, we're going to take a break. Hey. You got anything, buddy? Nope, that's it. Later. Later, bro. I'll talk to you later. And there yep. goes Buzzy down the road. Good guy he uh, is. Got to love Buzzy. Right, I am going to hey. mute myself so I can call my mommy. All right, we're going to go to a break. So. Oh, later. All right. Hey everybody, this is Buzz Bob. You're listening to RazRadioLive.com. And make sure you tune into the first 52 Chemtrail Stimmers, along with In Focus with the Speedy Eye Chippy, so we can review with Kevin Harris and make you got to take your pants down to the ladies' room and other great programming with Sony Talking Kitty Kitty. And what's your Twitter See you handle? Later, fuckers. And what's your Twitter handle? At Buzz and Bob. All right, and what's mine? At Shifty. At Shifty SBS, you old trucking fucker. And would it have killed you to tell people that they need to donate, Buzzard? Jesus Christ. Welcome to the New World Order. Expect no mercy. Here are your coffins, which you paid for with your tax money. 
Chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? 
And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Rass on Rass Radio. Believe almost all of what you hear, but be skeptical. <laughs> and Is I that can't... less insulting? Somewhat less insulting. So, somewhat less insulting. Yeah, we'll use it.
want to welcome you all back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Coming up next, we got Mr. Brad Freeman on hold. We will be bringing him to join us in a second. I can't explain glacial motion. This song's just for him. Los Angeles, don't drop into the ocean. I can't unfold the layers Hope everybody got their break on. Or piece together. And we all know what Brad would love to be. He'd like to be here on the first 52 with Dave and Lexi and Sean. I'm sure that's where he'd love to be. So let's bring him up now and see what he's thinking. Brad, do we got you there, buddy? Hey, you do. Are all, all three of you there today? All three of us are here. Lexi, why don't you say hi? Hello. Hey, Lexi. Hello, Brad. You, you usually get either sick or tired before the show is over. Whenever. I don't know. It's like some weird thing. I must be allergic to you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. I don't know, man. I don't know. She was she was worried she was going to get sick tonight. She actually said that when I told her. She's like, you know, I'm not feeling well. I told her you were coming know. on this morning. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> Why do I make you sick when I'm on the show, Lexi? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe somebody else has a better explanation. I don't have one. I'm I'm just not oh. even going to try to make a great response to that. <laughs> oh, Lexi, I'm good for you. I, health, knowledge is You're like is milk good for or you. apples or don't, something. Don't get sick. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course. Brad, don't forget about Four Toad over there. Dave, oh, hey, Dave. man, how yeah, are you? Thank you, Brad, so much for calling me Dave, not Four Toad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to talk to you guys, and I, I know that uh, I won't make Dave sick. Maybe angry, but I won't make him sick. Uh, but uh, Lexi, we're just uh, we're all pulling for you here to make it through the hour. Why? Thank you. <laughs> we'll try to keep her. We'll try to keep her in her seat in here with us. So, Brad, how was your week this week? Uh, boy, it was busy, man. It is really e- even now. I'm still <laughs> going through uh, documents and reports and things that are coming out. This has been an incredible week, actually. I, I mean, a historic week. And it doesn't seem to be stopping. We have another uh, disclosure this morning or this afternoon from uh, from Glenn Greenwald, who uh, ought to get a uh, a huge award of some type, either that or a really really long prison sentence. That may be the result. But uh, but it's it's been pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, there's been so much stuff coming out, and uh, I don't know if you heard any of the show before you came on, but we were talking about, you know, a lot of this stuff coming out is things that us crazy guys like me have been screaming and yelling about for years. It's just now it's coming from mainstream, so everybody wants to listen. You know, that's kind of disheartening to people like me to go, hey, wait, we've been saying this. Well, it, uh, okay, if you say so that you've been saying it, I mean, it, it, we have had, you know, reports, we had reports during the Bush administration, all kinds of reports during the Bush administration about exactly this coming from, you know, mainstream sources like USA Today and so forth. But what we're seeing now is a confirmation that much of the same stuff continues under the Obama administration. In many cases, it's gotten, you know, bigger. I don't want to say worse because that's debatable. We can talk about that, but it's certainly gotten bigger, more expansive mm-hmm. um, under the Obama administration. But there are some differences. You know, a few of among them, when Bush was doing this stuff, it was almost undebatably illegal. And what has happened is they've changed the law 
rather than hold anybody accountable for breaking the law, they just changed the law. And, and now some of the very same things that were being done under the Bush administration that folks like me were yelling and screaming about and Republicans were making apologies for, uh, now they're being done legally quote-unquote, legally, mm -hmm. and I'm still yelling and screaming about them, and now you see Democrats making excuses <laughs> for these things. So, I mean, it's really remarkable how uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, loyalists, first Bush loyalists, and now Obama loyalists make excuses for this, uh, for the very same behavior that they would have decried uh, you know, had it been under a, a president that wasn't of their party. It, it's really remarkable watching how people are, are like switching places here. It's incredible. And now you say that, um, some of the things Bush did, uh, could have been illegal, but didn't the Patriot really open the door up for all this? So really it wasn't illegal that he was doing it? Um, no. The most notable uh, stuff here was under the uh, under the FISA court, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, and what Bush was doing uh, was certainly illegal under the uh, under the FISA law, and that's why they had to change the law in 2008. A law, by the way, a change an amendment to that law, by the way, which Barack Obama voted for, and you may remember this um, this debate around. Should the telecommunications companies, AT&T and so forth, should they be, uh, should they be given immunity for having participated in this lawless behavior? Basically, the Bush administration was going to people like AT&T and saying, hey, give us all your records. And AT&T was doing it. That was all in violation of the law. No one ever held uh, the Bush administration accountable. They made that behavior legal in 2008 when they amended the FISA law, and there was a big debate about whether the phone companies who had gone along with this lawless behavior, uh, whether they should be held accountable, and uh, they were given immunity in the uh, change of that law, in the amendment to the prize of the law back in 2008, and uh, Barack Obama, I should add, voted in favor of giving immunity to the tele uh, telecom companies. So, uh, And so did uh, Hillary Clinton at the time, who was also a senator. So, Hey, hey Brad, uh, Brad. Yeah. Didn't wasn't it retroactive immunity? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they got retroactive for for having broken the law, and everybody sort of acknowledges what was done was illegal. But then they gave them retroactive immunity. Yeah, which, and it was appalling. Which right? any of us would go to jail for, and we wouldn't get any immunity if we did anything similar to any of these actions. Right. Well, that's right. And by the way, that was one of the reasons, uh, one among several, but that was one of the reasons that I had no interest in uh, in voting for Barack Obama, A. And B, one of the things that, you know, when people said, oh, he was so progressive when he was running for president and everything else, I was like, well, no, he wasn't. He voted for immunity for these telecom companies. Well, you know, where did you get this idea that this guy was anything but a corporatist in that regard? Well, and, and it's funny. They changed these FISA laws as Obama's coming into office, so he'd be set up to do all these things we've seen done now that we've seen coming out. May ahead, I make well, that, so he'd be set to do them legally because right. apparently nobody gave a goddamn when it was being done for eight years under George W. Bush. You had all of these Republicans and Fox News and everybody else saying, oh, we don't care. It's, uh, we want the president to protect us. That's his mm -hmm. first job is to keep Americans safe, which, of course, is bullshit. His job is to defend 
the Constitution, period. I don't see anything in there about keeping us safe. That's, you know, but that's, you know, what Fox News used to say until there was a Democratic president, and now they are outraged about this big government uh, interference into the private lives and rights of uh, private American citizens. It's amazing. I got to be honest with you, Brad, and Dave pointed to himself also. I was one of those those guys back in 06, 07, 08. You know, I, I feel stupid for the way I used to think and act. Um, that's why I sit where I sit now because, you know, I was in the military. I followed orders. I did what I was told to do. I felt that we should just go kill all the Arabs and the president was right and nobody should be, you know, the only way to be safe is to have all these uh, protections and all these different things. And what really started me coming around was the bailout. That's really what led me to come around uh, and start looking into all this stuff and, and led me down this path. Uh, so I got to admit, I was one of those guys that uh, you probably hated back then. You still well, hate I, me now, though. I don't but. hate anybody. But what was it the bailout or was it um, the fact that a Democrat was continuing the bailout? It was the bailout that I got angry about. I didn't understand it. Uh, and then, of course, Obama got elected um, into office and call it racism or whatever you want to call it. And that just caused me to get even angrier. And uh, I just kept digging and digging and digging. And that's actually Obama getting elected is what led me to uh, Alex Jones and down this this path that I'm on now. And I I realized you know, that I, I realized yeah. that I was an idiot for that being the reasoning, but I also realized I was an idiot for supporting Bush and and everybody prior to that. So I don't know. I, you know what? I got to give you credit for that because there's a lot of people who have who have made that same journey, but they don't recognize the uh the hypocrisy if you will of being you know furious about government bailouts when they happen under obama furious about uh prosecuting journalists when it happens under obama furious about spying on american citizens when it happens under obama i mean the the people who are furious about uh uh, uh right wing groups being quote unquote targeted by the irs only when it happens uh, under Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this same stuff went on for years, and people like me who were yelling and screaming about it were told how, you know, how we're commie leftist pinkos who hate America. So at least uh, whatever it was that brought you to your awakening, at least you're willing to acknowledge that you were not seeing that before. So many of these people right now are not. They don't get it at all. They're going on the Fox News. They're outraged about what the IRS is doing, and don't realize that, you know, for Christ's sakes, the IRS, what the IRS was doing, uh, you know, under Bush was at least as bad, if not worse. They were targeting the NAACP. They were targeting uh, churches that had the temerity to bring anti-war speakers in to speak. Uh, you know, so at least you recognize the difference. What, and that's fine by me. What, what ticks me off is the people who do not understand the hypocrisy of their previous position and uh, that goes for people who are, you know, defending the president now who don't realize that they were furious about this shit when it happened under Bush. <laughs> uh, now, doesn't this really, if we were to really track the, for the IRS thing, couldn't we really track this all the way back to as far as Reagan, if not even older than him, that they were doing the opposite side constantly? Um, no, not really. And, there's, and, and, and there's a reason why is because uh, after um, Nixon, you, you can trace it back to like Eisenhower or so, but after Nixon, 
the uh, the IRS has turned into an independent agency. And so the only power the president has, in theory, is to appoint the commissioner of the IRS. And then that commission, uh, the, the, the term of that commissioner actually goes for five years, not four or something. So it's actually meant to cross over from one president to another. So, for example, one of the points that's gotten lost in this recent pretend IRS scandal is that it was all done under Bush's appointed commissioner to the IRS. Other than appointing the commissioner to the IRS, the IRS has been made an independent agency after uh, 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 Watergate because there was so much monkeying that, in fact, the president was doing and, and was using the IRS against citizens. So, uh, you know, to say that, oh, it's all the same, that's a bit too broad of a brush, at least for my taste. Okay, but similar type of things were going on, just not maybe to the, the extreme that we're seeing now. Well, they were going on much worse. I don't think what's going on now is, from what we know, actually much of a problem at all, other than they weren't tough enough on uh, uh, on the groups that the IRS was was looking at. I mean, all of these groups who were applying for 501c4 status, frankly, should have been denied status. Unfortunately, uh, none of them were. Actually, one was. A, a progressive group was denied uh, uh, their tax-exempt status, but the other guys uh, were all given approval, and they were all arguably breaking the law uh, by uh, do, taking the political actions they're taking. They're not supposed to be. Do, they're supposed to be ex- operating according to the to the law exclusively for the purpose of social welfare. They are not supposed to do any politics whatsoever. And that interpretation got changed from exclusively to primarily, but then there was no definition of what primarily meant. Some of these groups were doing nothing but politics. They should have definitely been uh, exempted, uh, uh, tax-exempt status by the IRS. Go ahead, Dave. What were you going to say? Well, that's that's the whole thing with those political action committees is that they're designed uh, for filtering money, large sums of money, into political organizations. Isn't that right? (laughs) That's what a political action committee is for. That is not what a 501c4 is for. And the debate about what happened with the IRS was the group that was uh, the, the department of the office that's supposed to look at these tax-exempt groups, these groups that are applying for tax-exempt status under either 501c3, or five, which is for charity, or 501c4, which is for social welfare, they're not supposed to do any politics at all. There's, and if they are, then you're right. They should be political action committees. That's totally different. Political action committees, you don't get a, 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 a tax-exempt status. Under the 501c program, these groups are tax-exempt, so they're getting huge amounts of money. They don't have to disclose their donors, uh, and they're all tax-exempt for it, and that's totally illegal. So... You know, it's a completely fake BS scandal. This IRS thing is complete nonsense. And if anything, the scandal is that these people were allowed tax-exempt status instead of denied it. So do you think we – do you really think we need the IRS anymore, Brad? Like, what's your feeling on the need of the IRS? Of course we need the IRS. We do. Are you saying that we don't need uh, taxes anymore? That we should get rid of the army? We should get uh, the military? We should get rid of the highway system? We should get rid of uh, food uh, food safety inspectors? 
drug let, let, safety on, inspectors, we should just get rid of all of that because how how do we pay for it? A lot of it <laughs> should we, be gone. Hold yeah. on. Did we not have an army navy before the IRS? Uh, I don't know. How, how, really? I don't know. When did the IRS did come on? Collect taxes. When did the IRS come about? I actually I don't know. Nineteen thirteen. So up until nineteen thirteen, we didn't have an IRS. So how did we collect taxes? Uh, we collected taxes via uh, tariffs and profits on corporations. Uh, who collected that money? Uh, the Treasury Department. Okay, so the Treasury Department, I mean, the IRS is a department of the Treasury Department, so, an agency inside the Treasury Department. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always uh, that you way. Know, and I understand that nobody ever likes the IRS and it's sort of become a whipping boy and that this, uh, you know, crazy loon Ted Cruz says, do away with the IRS. But if the IRS isn't there, there will be another federal agency there to collect the taxes unless you're saying, we should not have income tax whatsoever. We should not have income tax oh, yeah. whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, okay. I'm totally against income tax. I'm okay with if we want to do a flat tax or a, a, a consumption, sale, tax. A consumption tax. I'm okay with that. That leaves the responsibility to the employ to the uh, vendor to pay the tax then that we're paid on, which they already have to pay the tax for um, what they're doing currently. So it, well, it, it would take that Otis off of the person the individual and it then comes down to the businesses to pay the taxes that they collect through their sales of goods right and GE well, that's, wouldn't be, that, be able that's to different get off than a flat tax a flat tax is an income tax so uh, you're, you're sort of talking about two different things flat tax is an income tax uh sort of the only difference is uh it would be simplified and it would raise your taxes unless you happen to be very rich and what's your thought on, well, I don't want to, I, I didn't mean flat, I meant consumption, that's why Dave corrected me. What's your thought on a consumption tax? Well, why, well, a consumption tax is a very regressive tax. In other words, uh, Mitt Romney, let's just use him because everybody knows him to be really rich, uh, he pays the same amount of, uh, consumption, consumption tax on his, uh, his week of, his grocery bill, mm-hmm. as does somebody who is in poverty. So, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in favor of regressive taxes. But then he pays a lot. So, so he pays on. a lot more when he buys that airplane or that boat, though. Well, yeah, that's swell. But if you're a, a poor person and your taxes are going to go way up, as they would necessarily have to if you went to only a consumption tax, it's incredibly unfair. So Mitt Romney's tax was, taxes would go way down. And uh, the 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 poor and middle class taxes would go way up. But Why would you be in favor he, of that? He couldn't hide his money then in offshore banks or in offshore comp- companies and different things like that. First of all, second of all, uh, this consumption tax obviously would not be on on uh, necessary goods like food, so that wouldn't be taxed there. So the only time a poor person's tax would go up would be if they decided they wanted to go buy something a extra, TV. a TV, yeah. right, or 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 car or something. So that's the only place they would actually see an increase, and they'd get more money back in their pocket. Uh, so you're so you're imagining that the poor and middle class taxes are going to go down, and the uh, uh, upper classes taxes are going to go up. Is that what you're imagining? No, I'm not imagining no. that per se. What I'm imagining is that more money, because I'm middle class, if not low middle class. You know, I'm the low right, end. So of, the plans you're talking about will raise your taxes. I don't think so because I I'm not paying. If he, hold on. 
not if he doesn't consume. If he if if Sean decides to start growing his own food and not buying, you know, not consuming products, uh, he'll get to keep the fruits of his labor, all of it. Yeah, that three hundred dollars a month that comes out of my paycheck would go back to my pocket, and then I could determine what I'm going to do with it. If I want to go buy something big, I pay the tax on it then. Well, you, the consumption tax would be a huge tax that would go on to things like your car. Uh, your house, mm-hmm. you say it won't be applied to food, but all of the, and I'm not an economist, but all of the economists that I've read have said that the taxes, in, in both flat tax and a consumption tax, and actually you can't have uh, one or the other. My understanding is that uh, unless you raise the taxes so much with a flat tax, you would also have to have a consumption tax with it. So in those cases, I mean, look, if you just look at this, and I don't want to, you know, bore everybody with this crap, but, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a certain amount of money that comes in to the government. And, and they waste if, it. if you want to keep that amount of money the same, then you're going we to have not. to necessarily, uh, you know, raise somebody's taxes. In, we do in, in not want to keep the spending the same. We want to see the, that lowered. Cause yeah. I, Quite Why? honestly, they only they got one point five because they're wasting money left and right. They're, they're, our money's going to bomb brown people in countries that we don't even know how to pronounce. Or fifty million dollars spent on uh, uh, um, uh, conferences for the IRS. Why, why do they need fifty million dollars for conferences? You know that's well, that's a perfect example right there. Well, that's spent in about six seconds at the Defense Department, so I'm not really concerned about. Uh, uh, you know about that Fox News story, but um, but I am concerned. Wait, wait, about Brad, hold on. To bomb Brad, wait a, se- wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second, Brad. It doesn't. I didn't get it from Fox News. I don't remember where I got it from. It wasn't from Fox News. It doesn't matter if it's from Fox News or not. That's fifty million dollars. That as a pe- tax-paying citizen, I don't agree should be getting paid out. And I don't think that well, organization should be well, spending fine, that kind of money. But uh, you know, I call it a Fox News story because it's a you know basically coming from the right, who is you know concerned. And, really and good. Do do oversight. Make sure there's not government waste. Uh, if there was 200 or 250 conferences, whatever they were, I don't know what all the money went to. I don't know how big the conferences were. I mean, it is such a pittance, frankly. Good. Let's have oversight. Let's make them report what it was that uh, you know they spent it on. But in the end, it's absolutely nothing. The trillions of dollars, for example, the $3 trillion war that we just mm-hmm. went through with Iraq that nobody seems to give a shit about, the fact that people lied us into it, mm-hmm. and nobody's being thrown in jail for having lied uh, us into it, that's the real scandal to me. I don't, you know, I agree with you, Brad. Dollars, good. That's oversight. I, I agree with you, Brad, 100%. The wars are, are a waste. We're doing stupid ass shit out there. Um, we're wasting money left and right. And, and, you know, people should be getting arrested right now for killing civilians in Pakistan where we're not at war or killing people in Syria where we're not at war or, you know, all these different things that we see our country doing that's just ridiculous. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. You said that this war that we just spent $3 trillion on is wrong, but yet you don't want to stop the current government spending? That sounds a little odd, Brad. Yes, well, we no, do want to I, I want to the, stop the current government spending on shit that we shouldn't be spending it on. The idea that, uh, oh, the government spends too much, you know, it's just sort of knee-jerkery, in, in my opinion. The government spends too much on unnecessary wars, on unnecessary defense. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and if they didn't have arguably, the money, arguably, guess... you know, there are programs that are wasteful, like you said with the IRS. Maybe, and I don't know, but I'll, I'll stipulate that 
oh, maybe they spent a few too many millions of dollars on their conferences. But no, this idea that we need to cut government, we need to increase government spending. We should have huge government building projects right now before the 70,000 bridges that are structurally deficient actually collapse. All right, we need let me to be ask you a spending question. money and putting people to work. Absolutely, do, not wait, cutting. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait. That's such a Keynesian economics way of, of talking about it. This, that, that is right. ridiculous. You can't spend money. You can't spend your way into solvency. All right, you spend your of way out you of do you, do you, wait, do you do, do you subscribe to the broken window fallacy? Where uh, if somebody it, breaks uh, a window, if, if there's a broken window uh, in a house, if you don't fix it, then the whole neighborhood eventually uh, degrades. Is that what? That, no, no, no. Is that what you're talking about? It's, no, it's it's the benefit of somebody's you know front window getting broken because now the store owner now has to uh, pay to get the front window broken, or uh, fixed, and then the guy that that repaired the window he gets to spend that money somewhere else, and that, that's a typical Keynesian economics uh, bullshit story. You can't spend your way now. If if we have these big government projects, right? Which by the mm-hmm. way, I thought my gas tax. Went to go pay for the infrastructure. That's what I thought too. Where's where is that money going to? Why isn't the well? You know what? I don't know. You should look into it. We should have some oversight. It actually does go. It 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 does not go for all infrastructure. It does go to you know maintain highways and things like that. And if, if some of it is being used in a way you don't like, that's great. We should have some oversight. We should do something about it. But right now, we have billions and billions of dollars that need to be spent. People are begging them. We have seventy thousand structurally deficient bridges in this country who is going to fix that guys who owns those bridges right i mean how many we of those do. we how, the people own them how many of those bridges are federally built federally funded bridges or are they local community bridges you know they're that not lo- they're, 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 they're state and federal bridges right. 70,000 of them if you'd like let's Where say oh do- just be 20,000 structurally deficient uh, bridges on federal right. highways. Who should pay to fix those? Well, if they're Does on federal they highways, the federal government, obviously, but the, no. the, the city right, bridges... but we're not doing it. We can't even pass uh, okay. a highway bill to so, fix structurally so, deficient bridges because so now, we have no. people like, like you guys who are saying the government spends too much. Bullshit. The government doesn't spend nearly enough. Well, maybe it's spent. Maybe we can rephrase this to it spends too much on stupid ass shit. All right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, Dave. I know you had something in, to say. In your own life, okay. Let's just say your car's breaking down or whatever. Do you overspend to try to get yourself into solvency? Do I overspend? Well, no. <laughs> yeah. I will go out and I'll borrow out a bunch card? of money. Yeah. If I'm starting a business, if I need to have a house, if I need to invest in in a project, absolutely. We all do. I suspect. No. Will you that Sean overspend? had to pay money to. Well, I don't know, but it had to pay money to set up, you know, a, a radio station and to do it unless he used, you know, the free things that are available. But yes, we all. Invest. We all borrow money. You don't okay, have we, a car. Most people don't have a car unless they go out and get a loan first, and then they pay it back. It's worth it to all right, do so that to go uh, into debt because you've got to get to work every day to make money. Then they can take a loan from us and pay us back. Well, all right. Well, no, <laughs> that's what I, the government I, does. No, no, no. They take out another. They t- they buy another car, and another loan, and then another car, and another loan. They never pay the shit off. Not to mention our that's tax. That's true. Dollar. That's not true. Really. Why is our deficit yes, at sixteen trillion dollars? I, I would really like for because you to when start you, to learn. when you when you buy a treasury bill, when which is essentially the way that we borrow money from you know China, for example, mm. that money is paid back with interest. That's how it works. Mm. 
No, it's paid back to China. Right. So it's paid back to whoever buys our treasury bills, and right now China is the one who has the money to buy a lot of it. Yes. What's China going to do when that treasury bill's worth shit and they can't get anything? You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. Why are we wrong, Dave? Well, China do, China only owed, owns fifteen uh, percent of the nation's debt. All right, most of the nation's debt is owned by the Federal Reserve. All right, and if the Federal Reserve creates our money and we and we buy a bond from them, we have to give the money back. You know, plus interest. How do we get that interest? We uh, our economy continues to grow. It grows in size. No, 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 no. It always grows unless we're in a recession or a yeah. depression. So, with you, you our don't understand economy fundamental, growing, there's more money understand. in the system, and then we pay these things off. That's essentially you the way it works. But hold on, if if the Federal Reserve is the one that that prints our money, all right, and we let's let's just say you borrowed a hundred dollars, they're not. Have, I think have, it's, well, it's the Treasury Department that prints. No, money. no, the Treasury, no, the, the Treasury, no, the Treasury uh, uh, buys money from uh, the Federal Reserve. Okay, the Federal Reserve is in charge of our monetary policy, correct? Uh, sort of. You said who prints the money. It is the Treasury Department that prints the money, as I understand it. They they might they might be in charge of printing the physical money, but the only three percent of the country's uh, currency is actual physical. Ninety seven percent is in the air. And when when we buy a bond or when we sell a bond to China or the Federal Reserve, they just put numbers in a, in a computer at the New York Federal Reserve and then gets distributed out. Now. My, my, the thing that I'm trying to say to you is that if you were to borrow a hundred dollars from me, right? This and is you why had, Lexi gets sick and tired before the hour is over. Oh She's God. sitting over here nodding her head. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad or uh, Dave. No, I'm not going to do monetary policy. Yes, you are. He's a Keynesian. He's a he's a Keynesian, true and true. And nothing I could say is going to make him stop. Come on. Brad, the only thing I suggest you do, Brad, Bitcoin. You, he's going to suggest you get Keynesian Bitcoin. Policy has been proven to uh, to be correct time and time again. If you look really? at Europe, so they, we're, they we're doing great now, then. policies. All of the countries are going into double dip recessions. You ha- yes, you have to spend your way out of a recession. That's how it works. That's how you do it in your personal life. You, I do not you get money. You raise money to start a business. That's how it works. Uh, no, no, I don't spend my way out of a, a personal depression. And I don't open a business when I'm in a personal you know? depression. I work my ass off. I collect my paycheck. I save as much money as I can after I pay my bills and get food in the house. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and but, I'm in a depression personally. Right, and that's why people take out business loans so they can invest in their own personal infrastructure. They can all right. rent an where, office. They can rent office machinery. That's what happens. But you need that to have all where, the where's time. the ROI? Where is the ROI on rebuilding a bridge? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> You're when you look at the government the way you look at people. The government is not people. It's not a business. A business is supposed to make a profit. So are people, by the way. A government is supposed to help people, you know, uh, live and not die when they drive their car over. So the return on investment is 300 people don't drive into the river and die tomorrow. I think that's a good return on investment. So if the government didn't build roads and bridges, it would never get done? Well, it never did until the government did it. Yeah, really. Had, you know, the really? uh, the interstate right. highway program was a massive uh, uh, government uh, project. The railroad trains were well, a massive government project. The telephones, by the way, were a massive government project. 
Yeah. Well, all right. What about the mass transit in New York? Biggest, best in the on in the planet, as a matter of fact. A big, massive government project. You are wrong. They were all independently built and uh, run. Hence the name. You ever heard IRT? Independent yeah, rail transport. All yeah, right? actually, the that, that was one was of them. All, Who no, runs, was, maintains, invests, pays money now? Uh, no, because the government the took New them York over. City transit system. The government took them over. Amtrak loses money every fucking year. Why do we get? Right. Why do we get to keep paying for this stuff that loses money? I mean, if you really want is to that, go into program by program where we should and shouldn't spend our money, Amtrak doesn't go enough places. If there was more money spent for it, then uh, uh, it would better serve people. The government is not there to make money. That's why there are certain projects that only the government can and should do because they're either uh, not going to uh, make a profit from them or they don't care if they lose money at them because they are providing a service. The fire they department... Don't, doesn't make anybody any money. The but what? I still want the fire department to be there whether they make a profit or not. But it doesn't Was have the, to be – wait, the well, fire department doesn't have to be – you know, I, this is one thing I agree with Dave on as far as volunteerism goes. You know, I grew up in a small town in, in New Jersey, and I was a volunteer EMT for eight, nine years on a volunteer fire department. We never had any problems. We had every call that we had, had needed. If we weren't there, the next town would come in. They were all volunteers also. Nobody got paid. We got our money through donations throughout the community and through grants from our local county. So you were, so you yeah, were that's funded. nice. In, in, in Los Angeles, where we have millions of people, and I don't know where you grew up, but where we have millions of people – I really don't want the fire department to be a volunteer and hope that somebody's going to be available for it. I'm really glad to have a full 24-hour uh, fire department across this uh, uh, across this city and this county. And by the way, federal firefighters because we've got fi- uh, wildfires that are burning out of control, and there may just not be some people who can afford to take off work for two or three weeks at a time to put out you know these uh, these enormous fires. So I'm glad that. Uh, the feds pay for that, and I'm sorry right now that they are cutting back through the sequester that they're cutting back on that. It's insane. Well, I don't believe there should be federal federal firefighters. Uh, if you live in a, if your if your uh, state has, if your <laughs> no. state, I grew up in an area that had lots of trees. We had lots of forest fires all the time. We had the Burlington County um, Forestry Service that would go through, and they were the forest fighters, forest firefighters for that area. So they were a local the, the county. The county firefighters. Yeah, I'm okay with county and state government taking care of business and then filtering whatever's left to the federal government to take care of the federal government's responsibilities. The problem is the federal that government. That, you don't think that those county. You don't think those county firefighters got uh, uh, federal funding? The problem is that that shouldn't be the federal. They shouldn't be getting federal funding. The state should take Why? care of them because the state that is responsible for that state takes care of their firefighters. They take care of all their in, internal issues, and then the federal government has their responsibilities to take care of, and they get the last last of the money from the state when the state's done with it. Hold on a second. Okay. Also, federal money always comes with strings. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. God. So now you have a, you know, a one Special size fits training. All. Right. You're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do it this way if you want this grant. And it always turns out to be not for the best. Just why we have speed limits. Federal f- speed limits is because if, if a state doesn't take the federal speed limit, they don't get the, the, the money for that highway. Right. right. I mean, so uh, despite the fact that because of federal, uh, safety belt laws, speed limit laws, 
uh, the, the, the number of people who have died on the street has come way down, you're against it, you think it's a bad idea. And that's fine. Listen, this is, you know... Do you have, do you have proof or are you just talking out your ass? Uh, actually, I have proof. Yeah, you can go and, and check, you know, since the safety belt laws have been in, in place, uh, the number we, of we deaths on the road have plummeted. We did this, and I told you about the, the, the mass... Uh, problem that New Hampshire has because they don't have a New York, uh, uh, a mandatory seatbelt law. Because it's, it's the only state in the nation that does not have a seatbelt law. And they don't have an, a helmet law for motorcycles either. And it turns out they don't have a problem either because people do voluntarily wear seatbelts. Why does there have to be a law though to save your life? Like if I want to get in my car and drive my car and not wear my seat, seatbelt and I get in an accident and I die, what, what what does it matter to the federal government if that happens or not? I made the choice to to do something stupid and unprotected. That you know that's not their job to protect me in my private life. Well, like because that. actually, people dying unnecessarily and and or getting sick and having to be airlifted and all of these other things and having to you know get medical care that all costs us money. Just people dying costs well, us why does money. Why does it cost us people money? People who are otherwise working and productive members of society, for, you know, helping to grow the economy. When those people die, it hurts the economy. So the federal government does have an interest uh, in, in promoting the welfare of its uh, people. You may have read that part in, in your – what's the name of your show again? The First 52. Right. Is the whole thing about promoting the welfare, is that in the First 52? I believe it is. Huh. Promoting welfare? No. Oh, Dave just It's like life, liberty and, and, and the uh, pursuit of happiness. Anyway, let's look at this because we're not going to get anywhere. The only thing I want to ask you, Brad, is well, if it you, is the name of the show. So if we're going to say <laughs> what does the government have to do with, you know, and, and the first 52, it's the first 52 words of the Constitution, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so, I, it just kind of seems like it should answer itself. but you know. All right, so, so that means that the government has to take care of everything? Uh, no, it means that the government, uh, constitutionally is formed in order to promote the general welfare. And for okay. you to so be against that, it, is, there's a lot of things a, in the constitution is, that can be changed. Nobody says it has to stay that way, but, but to say that, you know, what, what role does the government have is, is ridiculous. Go ahead, Dave. All right. What you're talking about is, is it subjective or objective? Is, is promoting the welfare of people, is that, Defined, clearly defined, or is you may, are you, can you make it up as you go along? Yeah, what is the general welfare? I guess is the question Dave's asking. Well, that's a good, that's a good question. We should have a, you know, constitutional scholar come on and, and discuss what it has, uh, what it was meant, uh, you know, originally, what it has come to be understood as, you know, through 250 years of, of, uh, you know, legislation and court cases and so forth, but, you know, when you say what business is it of the federal government to take care of people, well, you know, the Constitution says that the federal government should be, you know, one of the, the very first things before any of the amendments, by the way, that you guys care a whole lot about. Uh, you know, it talks about promoting the general welfare, the general welfare clause. Okay. Let me ask you something. I can't live without water or food, correct? I don't know so, you, but I'm guessing that's probably the case, yeah. So would that not be the most basic minimum of welfare or general welfare? So why don't I have, why isn't everybody have free water and free food? Well, actually, the government does make sure that people no, have I said food and everybody. water. Yeah, that's why, everybody. that's why we have, 
you know, people who who check the water to make sure it's okay. That's why we have uh, yeah, federal assistance that's given to poverty, uh, you know, to food stamps and so forth. Yes, absolutely, but, and I have no problem with that. I think it's a but, great you idea. You have no problem with people paying for services he, over here, but you have no problem with people not paying or paying for services that they're not going to use, which only a small amount. You, I, look, we we can do this for hours. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to to ask you is: You agree with that too, by the way? I do not. Um, you I, do I, not? I subscribe to. I, <laughs> I you subscribe don't. You don't. To, you don't have insurance on your car. Oh, dude, it's so it's it's worse than you even think. But let me get. Do this you have out car first, insurance? I have car insurance, I'm on food stamps, and I'm on social security. <laughs> okay. Is that true? That is true. Yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, I have well, an Obama dude, phone, what too. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also has an Obama phone, Brad. Hold on. I, I would like oh, I, I, would, I would like to ask you if you could uh, set aside some time and watch a no, documentary called... No, you called, can't ask me on. anything after that. <laughs> Are you I, I fucking you kidding me? The money master. What is wrong well, the, with I'm, you, Dave? I, I lead the charge saying that none of this should be available. But no, because you don't. it is, and because, no, no, I do. I'm, I'm an, I'm a, 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 I wouldn't say self-proclaimed. I am a proud. Hypocrite. A self-proclaimed a, hypocrite. If you want to proclaim it, I will. Brad, what do you, what I'm do you, 45 you, years you don't old. lead the charge. I, I put, Here's how you lead I, the charge, Dave. I put, I put a lot you know, of let money. the government on, know you're on, no longer interested on. in accepting no, the I'm social security check. They'll be happy right to not send you. Hold on, gentlemen, gentlemen. Gentlemen, both of you. Dave, Brad, everybody calm down for a sec. If I can't talk, nobody will. Obviously, we see that. Jesus. No, seriously, Dave, you should. You should lead the charge. You must reject the federal government money. You must tell them you do not want Social Security. You must tell them you do not want food stamps. If you're leading the charge, you must. We're counting on you, Dave. I paid into the system for 25 fucking years. I want my money back. Is there. You got a problem with that? Uh, Well, yeah, because you don't want anybody else to have it either. No, I want people that put into the system should get their money back. Like my, I have a 19 year old son. If 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 uh-huh. I told him to take 15 percent of your income and put it into an account that could actually grow with interest, and that you could have at any time you you want in your life when you decide to retire, and then if you die prematurely, that money goes to your children. It doesn't just disappear. Like if I died, how, how much how much 000, money did he put into the uh, food stamp program? My son. Yeah. He's 19. He's, he's barely putting anything into it right now. But he's not does getting he food stamps. The, does he eat the food that you buy with your food stamps? No, he lives in New York. No, they don't okay. live together. Okay, and, and and so if your son was, let's say, five or six years old, he would not be entitled to any of that food under your theory because he didn't put any money into the system. No, well, because, because I'm his custodial parent, I put into it. And we get it as a <laughs> okay. family. Okay? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that just totally threw yeah. your mind, didn't it, Brad? No, I mean I I, I hear this all the time. I oh, mean God. I remember going through the whole Tea Party. I don't know if you guys ever saw. I made a little short film called Rise of the Tea Bags, as the uh, <laughs> tea bag movement was uh, forming, uh, and you know, and we would have you know people uh, telling us how uh, you know they wanted to the the government to keep its hands off uh, you know off of my Medicare. It's like. Dude, you really don't understand that Medicare is a government program. Right. You want the government to keep its hands off of it. And so, <laughs> you know, I just find the hypocrisy astounding. I'm not a hypocrite. 
I tell people that it could be better, and I come up with facts and figures and tell you, and I, like I said, I'll be the first person to say this system is corrupt and immoral and shouldn't be. We There's a better way. And all I'm doing okay. is getting my fucking money back. Okay. And by the way, the whole that point began because you said that people shouldn't put in money uh, for something that they're not going to get back, and yet you buy car insurance and uh, medical. Do you have medical insurance? No. Neither do I. Well, so. okay. Well, then, so so if you get hit by a truck, we're going to have to pay for oh. you. We've oh, by the way. We've about that on this show. Yes, we Florida, did already talk about that. Here in Florida, you don't need motorcycle insurance. And guess what? I had a motorcycle. Didn't have insurance. Yeah. And what happens when you get hit and you're lying on the highway? Who's going to pay for that? He did my, that already. Uh, my, uh, yeah. I actually crashed the bike. Uh, who did and, pay for and, that? And what happened? Oh, they charged me. Yeah. It cost me 10 grand. Actually, it could no, because no, no, no. Actually, it was my insurance at work that covered that because it was just uh, it was oh, okay. medical. It doesn't. It didn't. It, and, you know, I didn't and you're get against you're the against them paying uh, that money at work because that's, that, no, no, that's, that's money that's, that I, I opted in or opted oh, out. I wasn't forced to pay for it. Okay? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you on, Brad. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? I I think. I think Dave's a really, really bad spokesperson for his own point of view. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. If you were yeah, looking you know, for a fucking poster boy for what you believe in, you would not be it. <laughs> I yell at him. I, I say that to him all the well, time, Brad. It's so see, funny. See, the thing is, I've, I've, I've changed my point of view over the last four or five years, right? But meanwhile, uh-huh. for 25 years... Before that, I've been pumping money into the system. I was I was only married for three years, so I only got to do you know. I've been filing single zero for my almost my entire life. So they they get me f- more than anybody else in comparison. And in his defense, Brad, he does have a disease that he's on disability for. That's that, and he just re- recently got that. So um, yeah, yeah last month. Not no, the disease, the disability. Whole, I've had it. My, I've had it my whole life. Uh, I didn't mean I just the disease. Got, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had that my and, whole life. And, and so just, when the amount that you but, paid in. Uh, runs out and no longer covers the disease that you have, uh, your payment should stop at that point. Like, let's say when you're 60 or 70 or 80, they should stop giving you money even though you still need it, right? Well, yeah, you would think, right? That, that would be the thing that I would, I could keep going on and on. But my, my goal now is to try to get off disability. I take the, take the $150,000 that I got into it over the course of the next 15 years. Uh, you, you don't listen to the show. I, I'm looking, I'm already ready to move to Honduras and, and take that money that I get and maybe create a business where, you know, in Honduras, work, buy a business in, in Honduras and just live the, live out the rest of my life, uh, off money that I make on a business. That can, we, the can, we, can we like crowdsource your airplane tickets? Crowdsource his airplane <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a. Do you uh, want to start? Do we first. need to start a Kickstarter campaign to get you out of here, or what do you need, Dave? <laughs> no, Brad, <laughs> Brad will do the first hundred dollar donation for you, Dave. Do you know? Nobody go needs right the or shit. I'm already leave going. already. Leave. You know the people <laughs> who are so pissed off about the way the federal government works and who want to protect the Constitution seem to be the ones who can't wait to get the hell out of town. Not to mention the fact that you said over the last you know four or five years your view has changed or your your view changed about four or five years ago. It's remarkable how many people had their point of view changed four or five years ago. Huh? I wonder what happened four or five years ago that would make so many people change their outlook on things. We had one of the most worst, one of the worst presidents elected ever. That's what happened over the past four or five years. No, no, that's when Bush left office. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, we had one of the most. <laughs> Why are you right? making this a Democrat Republican thing? We, Sean and I hate both oh parties equally. Guys. No, right? you don't. You guys, no, I you do. don't. You were just fine with Republicans until a Democrat not. came in, and uh, then no. you're just outraged about everything in the system from nope. top to bottom. Yet you're not willing to give up any of the benefits you have enjoyed talked, from that all, system. First of all, I talked a lot of shit about Bush, and I voted for both in both Bush elections, and I did not vote for him both times. And this last election, I did not vote. Wait, wait, you said you voted for who one. both times? The first time I voted for, oh, what was it? What two thousand? Yeah. Who the fuck did I? Who was who, whoever the Democrat? Because I it was, was Gore. I was Wasn't it Gore in two thousand, Brad? It was Gore in two thousand. Yeah. yeah, you guys are yeah. from Florida, right? I'm no, a ri- I'm no from, he's I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from New York. I'm from Jersey, but we both live in Florida now. Well, that's what I mean. And you we- live in Florida. I, maybe you weren't living there in 2000. It was a pretty no. big deal back in 2000. Yeah, it was, it was Gore. Oh, <laughs> Grant. Yeah, no, yeah, I, and- I didn't even vote in 2000. I wasn't even politically there was driven. A whole issue, there was a whole issue about it back in 2000. Well, I remember that. Now. That was the Chad, wasn't it? The two, was that 2000? The yeah, Chad the hanging was? Chads. The hanging Chad, yeah. Right. I remember Catherine that. Ha- but- Catherine Harris from this state stole the election. I won't disagree with you. Finally. <laughs> All right. So I'm. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and in 2008, I did not vote for Obama either. And I didn't vote for the Republican. I voted Libertarian. Good. I, I, I voted for, uh, the Republican in 2008. I'll be honest. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Anyway. I know it doesn't matter. A- anyway, Brad, if you can, uh, seek out and try to find the movie The Money Masters. Um, it's unfortunately it's like a three and a half hour movie, but it's in like twenty six little sections. It, it, it that's one of the movies that that made me think that the current economic system, this Keynesian economic system that we're under, is morally and wrong. It's it's not if if it was good, we wouldn't be in the place that we're in right now, would we? What place are we in? Uh, broke depression. <laughs> depression you know, broke. Fighting wars. We're not, we're not broke. We are. We're not broke. We're not in a depression. We can. We only have money unless. We Why do we have we a sequester? It. Why do we have a sequester then? If we're not in a depression and we're not broke. Do you really want to know why we have a sequester? Yeah. Well, we, well you just no, said I mean, we're not in a depression it, and we're not broke, it, but we have a sequester. Why do we have it? it well, that well, is well we're not. Move. We're not in a recession. There's a very specific uh, uh, meaning of oh, the word recession. To the, the reason we have a sequester you... is because for the first time in the history of this country. <sighs> The Republican Party uh, uh, decided that they would not pay for what the things that we had already spent. They refused to raise the debt limit so that we could pay off our debts. And the only way that we could work around it was if we made a deal to have the super committee come in and decide a budget deal that would happen. And if the budget deal didn't, if they couldn't come to an agreement, then these sequester cuts would kick in, which were theoretically supposed to hurt Democrats and Republicans equally by taking X number of dollars from defense projects that Republicans love and X number of dollars from social services that Democrats love. So for the first time, by the way, after the Republicans had voted, I think, about 11 times to raise the debt limit during the Bush administration, mm-hmm. only now that it came up under the Obama administration are they against paying Great. our bills you're, you're and refuse the point to that, uh, that, vote for these. That politicians are inherently bad. Fantastic. The Democrats suck. The Republicans suck. They all fucking suck, which is the whole reason why I think... We should stop paying into the system. Why do we need to pay for these fucking mafioso? 
Let me ask you a question, Brad, because during that ramble you just did, that, that, that rant you just did, you said that the Republicans refused to raise the debt limit to pay off the debt. So how is raising the debt limit paying off a debt when you're just getting more debt to pay off the prior debt? That's Keynesian uh, economics. Be, well, because you have to raise uh, X number of dollars to pay off what we owe. We have bills that we are owed every... Uh, uh, hey, so, all right, so then yeah. how do you pay off so, that money? Yeah, how about stopping spending? Wouldn't that be able to allow you to pay off those debts? Like, maybe not drop... You can you ar- listen, if you want to argue that the government spends too much and there's certain government programs you'd like to cut, that's fine. I mm-hmm. have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just... You asked me why we have a sequester, and it's because it was a gimmick that was put in place because the Republicans, for the first time in this history of this nation, uh, basically took the entire global economy hostage and threatened to kill it uh, unless there was cuts made for the first time ever. This is a routine vote that always happens. The, uh, right. the it's, debt it, it, limit it's is a routine a, is a rubber fake. stamp to raise the debt limit. No accountability whatsoever. Let's just raise the bar, raise the bar. You know what? I applaud them for, for drawing the line. Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> they did Wait, the right thing. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So, if you owe bills that you have, uh, you bought uh, various services, you bought a TV, if at some point you decide that I'm no longer going to pay this because it's outrageous, I'm drawing the limit somewhere, you think that's okay? That you shouldn't have to pay for things that you've already agreed to purchase? Yeah. I think they're, they're like, you're looking to you're, you're looking to 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 talk about you're, you're talking about stuff that they they are they're planning on spending, all right? No, I'm not. not stuff that no, already, I'm not. This is things so what, that they have so what, already so what, agreed. It has been litigated. It has been not litigated. Oh, it has okay, been so legislated. Line, it's been signed. Who's not getting paid? It's stuff that? we have. It's stuff we owe. It's money Who, that we not, owe. We should pay our not, our debts. Who's not getting paid? Who's who, what debtor are we stiffing? The people from whom we have borrowed money. And who is this? Like China? the credit card companies. Let's put this in terms you can understand. If you buy uh, no, things don't, don't with buy, a credit I, card. Look, I, I have a high uh, concept of money. All right. Tell me exactly what the sequester is, is not, what creditor they're not paying. All of the creditors are getting paid because the Republicans agreed to raise the debt, the debt ceiling. So then... Your arguments moot? What what changed? Did they unsequester stuff? The sequester. Oh my well, god! You, you guys yes. called it a rant. You asked me how the sequ- why we're having a sequester. Oh. The sequester was part of a really bad deal that was meant to keep the global economy from crashing, as it would have had we not raised the debt limit because it All was, right, so would have, the government would stop paying bills. Oh. Yeah, when are we? Congress become- is in charge of the global economy. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, actually, the U.S. dollar is the, is the currency for the planet, essentially. And if the U.S. dollar becomes no good because Republicans in Congress arbitrarily decide to stop paying the bills, then yes, the global economy would be in serious trouble. The dollar is already really? in no, trouble no, no. anyway. There were, it's only the world's federal. It's only the world's reserve currency now. Already, China and Russia are, have already cut them out. All right, so they're not going to have a problem with it. And 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 who says you have to convert? If 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 I want to buy something from another country, why do I have to pay a vig to the United States? I have to change money into U.S. dollar and then buy oil from this other country, and then that country has to change from their dollar to their local currency. Don't you see anything inherently illegal in that? Uh, 
you know, it's a different issue that we can talk about, but the fact is the debt limit, the debt limit is an arbitrary limit. It's basically like your credit card that says uh, you have a, a $10,000 limit. And if you get to that point where you have already spent more than that, then you have to raise the debt limit. You have to raise right, to, the debt to ceiling. Get what? This is not controversial. Nobody disagrees with it. The only thing that's controversial about it is that for the first time ever under a, a, a Democratic president, in this case, Republicans suddenly decided they did not want to pay for the things they had already purchased. No, they didn't want to raise the credit card limit again so that you could buy more shit. Nobody no, says it's that not about buying more the... shit. You don't understand what the debt ceiling oh, I is. I, I totally understand. If you don't want to buy more shit, if you want to spend, if you want to cut how much government spends on things, that's fine. Mm-hmm. The time to do that is before you you spend the money on them and before you commit to these purchases. It's not afterwards. It's like, yeah, we're not going to pay you for all that right. after all. Yes, before you blow up a country. Wait, wait, you're saying that you're, that the sequestration is uh, defaulting or, or or reneging on a deal. Like, let's say, all right, I, I was going to get uh, on a pool in my house, and all of a sudden my credit card, you know, was maxed out of ten grand, and I need another ten grand added onto it. And I already spoke to a pool guy, and now all of a sudden, up, oh, sorry, I, my credit card limit won't go up because of the Republicans. Now I can't buy this pool. You think that's wrong? No, it's not about that you can buy. A, you can't buy this pool. It's about that you can't pay the bills that you're already required to pay. And one of the All reasons right, so you then, can't pay those bills what? is because, let's say, you got fired from your job, or you took a pay what cut, or in this paid. case, the global economy had crashed in 2007, and therefore the federal government didn't have the revenues it, it used to. So its debt uh, every year, it, the federal deficit went way up because of that, because revenues had crashed, and now ask you they again. didn't have enough money to pay the bills. What bills are not being paid? Let's go back. Five all minutes. of them. If you if you don't raise the debt limit, then all of the money that the federal government relies on to pay its bills, let's say to pay the troops their salary while they're out fighting in stupid wars. Mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. no longer get paid because the oh. federal government couldn't borrow money to pay them. Well, then they'd have so, to bring them home and end the wars. Right. <laughs> so we actually succeed. They, they'd right. have to bring them home and Way end the wars then. No, 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 no. They would have to fire them and they would be out of a job as well as ending the wars. And by the way, they wouldn't have the money to fly them back home. Uh, maybe they shouldn't have went in the first place. That's a good answer. Hey, all right, listen, guys. I, we, we, I agree, but it's too late by that point. We should pay our fucking bills, and if we're going to argue about monetary policy, it seems like we should at least understand the basics of it and why we're in the sequester and what the sequester actually means. The sequester tomorrow, it's a fake crisis. The, tomorrow, the Republicans and Democrats could go in and, and have a one-sentence uh, bill that says, the sequester shall be ended and it would be ended, and we could start paying for these services again. We would have to. We wouldn't have to lay people off, which yes hurts the economy. I know this is a Keynesian uh, idea that uh, when you you know don't when you fire people, it's not good for the economy, but that it's just a fact. All right. Okay. So- no. 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 Dave. No. No. Hey, Lexi. Hi. <laughs> Okay, so I've enjoyed that. I assumed you were in the bathroom puking by now. (laughs) I might. (laughs) Um, 
have a headache a little bit. Brad, I want to talk no, to you no, about no. the Verizon issue, oh, but on. we need to take a break. Do you mind hanging around yeah, for a little bit? Yeah, you gotta. Because there's plenty of time to argue, but damn. Only if no, you like a change of subject, please. Please, please. Brad, yeah, make your point first. Okay, good. Bye. Arguing's over. All right, good. Awesome. So Brad wanted you to make your point that you were going to make, or you just wanted to take a break. You got to pee, don't you? My only point to make was that there's plenty of time to argue, and Jesus, can we change the subject? <laughs> All right, Brad, I got a seven-minute break lined up. Why don't we go ahead and take the break? Um, when we come back, I want to get into the Verizon scandal, really get into that, uh, something we can agree on. It's been a great hour. I mean, I thought we had a really great conversation over this past hour and ten minutes. So, um, everybody on Twitter is pissed. They say it's the most boring radio they've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. One girl had to turn it off because her mom was about to throw the phone at the wall. <laughs> it's because she was that pissed at Dave. Knock it the fuck off, Dave. <laughs> All right, Brad, sit tight. I'm going to mute you down here. Dave, mute yourself up. Guys, thanks for joining us on the first 52 with Brad Friedman. Uh, we'll be back in about eh, 10 minutes or so and we'll uh, have some more wonderful conversation with Mr. Brad. And we will talk to you guys as soon as I get my mouse over here in a few. Hey, everybody, this is Buzz Bob. You're listening to RadsRadioLive.com. And make sure you tune into the first 52 Chemtrail Stimmers, along with In Focus with the Speedy-Eyed Chippy, the Weekend Review with Kevin Harris, and make you got to take your pants down to the ladies' room, and other great programming with Sony Talking Kitty Kitty. And what's your Twitter handle? Later, fuckers. And what's your Twitter handle? At Buzz and Bob. All right, and what's mine? At Chippy. At Shifty SBS, you old trucking fucker. And would it have killed you to tell people that they need to donate, buzzard? Jesus Christ. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. The sonic symbols everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. I'm ready. It's a dangerous love affair. Can't be scared when it goes it. down. Stand for Flip freedom here and now. Undo the spell. Only thing that's on my oh. mind is who's gonna free this town tonight. Really need a word Growing up a pyramid It's all Illuminati Now 
can go from being Joe Blow to sucking you old daughter dick like a homo. CIA recruitment, that's for sure. We know you like a fish stick, sucker. We got photos. Gay escorts, bohemian past bitch at the growth that everybody asks for. If you ask Taylor Swift, she'll say he's an asshole. Behind closed doors, he's Jay Z's favorite back door. Turned out, sold out the love for his people. Just like Barack Obama saying evil. Y'all will probably call me racist like we're living in the 50s. Even though my countless vote went to Cynthia McKinney. McKinney. Yeah. But they can't understand how Bilderberg's hand is behind this racial plan. White power, black power, better read the art of war. No power, one power, what the fuck you fighting for? Freedom. We're standing up to the drama that they do bring. Just check the left hand, see the G-ring. And mock rituals, what are they unleashing? Masonic rituals, black. Tease the crowd because I brought my crew. You're listening to Frank Castle and Sean Raz on the first 52.
And here we are, back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I want to thank everybody who's listening in and, and interacting with us on the Twitter box. Uh, it's this nice to see the interaction. And of course, we still have our buddy, Brad Friedman, on hold with us. Brad, you still there, buddy? Brad? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you, you couldn't no. handle the music, could you? <laughs> Uh, what's that? <laughs> Nothing. You know, I was actually trying to read this flood of tweets from your peeps. I know. We got a good interaction tonight. That's what I was just saying. I would, I wouldn't know. I've got, uh, about a thousand. And of course, I already had a thousand, uh, mentions in my box as, as people were, uh, fighting about me for, uh, supporting the reporting that we've seen over the past week from Glenn Greenwald and folks like that. Well, imagine that. Yeah. Let's, uh, I want to get into that now. I, for, that's what I want to Nobody wanted to start. likes me. What's up with that? Why does everybody, uh, angry at me? I must be doing something either really wrong or really right. I don't know. A- actually, let's let Lexi answer that question. Honey, why don't you answer that question for Brad? Why nobody likes him? Don't Why don't you, honey? What the hell? <laughs> well, I, I think I can answer the question. <laughs> no, don't answer the nobody question because you're mean, Dave. Dave. You're <laughs> no. If if Look. I went on his if I went on his show and we had the very same conversation, his fans would be talking shit about me. That so. is true. That is Dave. True. Another government another government check just came in for you. You might want to go cash that. <laughs> I think he's talking about overall, though. Wait a minute. I don't think it's just I'm like the the I'm, few people I'm, attacking him from Raz Radio. <laughs> uh, you mean, Brad, I'm getting my money back? What's wrong with that? All right, enough with the money. No, no, no. no. no, no, no I don't want to go back, back into, into that no. because that makes me feel... He started it. No, oh, no, stop. No. <laughs> Bunch of 12 year All I said was nothing. I, I think that's perfectly fine. No, you look. invested in something, you deserve to get it back. I, I just don't know why you don't want anybody else to have it. But go ahead. Because I was Lexi. forced to invest it, and if I had invested oh, 15% Lexi, of now. my... I like my, that. If I invested 15% of my... Uh, I'm going to have to buy a muzzle for Dave salary, tonight, I think. I'd have much more money. Right, go ahead, Lexi. And I could pass to on employ to a taser. Go ahead, Lexi. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I'm self-editing. I'm muting my mic. <laughs> no, we need you for the next conversation, so don't go too far. Okay, um, Dave. Or, or Brad, I'm sorry. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good thing you muted his mic. <laughs> um... I think the reason why people take a disliking to you, which I don't know, I'm back and forth. I, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard what? 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 <laughs> you're, you'll never know. Um, okay. I, I think because of the plethora of information stored in your brain, that you, when you say things, you say them in a manner that you're convinced that that's the absolute truth. And that you, you, you're definitely, you can't be wrong and you can't accept an alternate answer, which Dave is kind of that way too. Yeah. And he, he kind of gets that kind of rep too, where people are just, people can become annoyed with him a little bit. Like, why are you always <laughs> argumentative? Yeah, like Brad, that? da- Brad, That's Dave. That's sort of where it's at right there. Dave and, and Scott almost threw one together one night. They almost went into punches one night, the two of them, when they were hanging out. So Dave can be very persuasive. He's very, you guys are very similar, but you're on the opposite sides of the spectrum. So that maybe that's well, no, yeah. Listen, no, it, it's it, I don't have any problem with anybody who you know who has an opinion that differs from mine. I always tell people my opinion really, in truth, doesn't matter. So you know the fact that I think we ought to you know spend money on uh, you know infrastructure and so forth, it doesn't matter that that's what I think. What does matter 
are the facts, though. And when we can't even agree on the facts, when we're told that, oh, the sequester, uh, I'm sorry, the, the debt ceiling has something to do with how much money we will spend in the future, that's just wrong. That's just an incorrect fact. So, you know, that's where I find the problem. And the people that I have... Uh, there's no such thing as an incorrect fact, it. but okay. <laughs> what, say that again? I said there's no such thing as an incorrect fact, but okay. Uh, well, I take your point. But the, the place where I'm getting it, you know, from right and left is that, for example, uh, the things that are being reported right now over the past week about our government, these are facts. These are based on documents. And the fact that I think they shouldn't be done uh, in the dark uh, is my opinion, but where people get mad at me is that uh, there's a lot of people out there who do think that this should be done in the dark, who do think we should not question the president, who do think that we should not know what our government is doing. And, you know, I disagree with them. But again, those are just opinions. As far as facts go, the only thing that pisses me off is when people just make up, as you said, let's call them fake facts. That, you know, uh, Obama was uh, directing his IRS to, uh, you know, attack the Tea Party when there is zero evidence of that. So if we just stick with the facts, we'll all get along swimmingly. Excellent. I agree with that. So, Brad, let's get to some facts. And let's get to some facts about this whole Verizon uh, um, data mining, getting the metadata. and Bring us up to speed of what you can bring us up with Greenwald uh, and what he's been putting out. Uh, and whether you think he's going to end up uh, in trouble, because I, I saw something about somebody's going after him now. Um, so maybe you can bring us up to speed on all that. Uh, well, what, actually, what I love about this, and by the way, uh, it's uh, starting at word number 26 of the first 52 words in the preamble is promote the general welfare. You'll, you'll want to know that for the future. <laughs> um, what I love about uh, what Greenwald is doing is that he doesn't care if they investigate. He doesn't care if they try to prosecute. Uh, and he said as much. And if I could just read you a couple of sentences from, from one of his responses. This was on Thursday night when he was asked, you know, do you think your source will be investigated and prosecuted? Do you think you will be investigated and prosecuted? He said, quote, let them go ahead and investigate. There's this document called the Constitution, and one of the things it guarantees is the right of a free press, which means as a citizen and as a journalist, I have the absolute constitutional right to go on and report on what it is my government is doing in the dark and inform my fellow citizens about that action, and I intend to, to shine a light on that, and Diane Feinstein who has been threatening prosecution, can beat her chest all she wants and call for investigations, and none of that's going to stop and none of it's going to change. I fucking love that. Yeah, that's a good statement. That's an excellent statement because he's going to stand up for it. Um, and that brings me to something I want to get to after this. But let's go ahead. Continue. But I, with, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, continue with Greenwald and what's going on with him. Um, well, so what we know is uh, basically we've had four pretty huge disclosures over the past four days. The first day was... Uh, the Verizon case where we uh, learn for the first time we see an actual FISA court decision. Remember, these FISA courts are done in secret, and the companies are barred by law from even talking about it. So they were given a court order, Verizon was, to turn over all calls uh, for 90 days, all calls, that includes both foreign and domestic calls, records of those calls, not the calls, not the content themselves, but as you said, the metadata, the, right. the, you know, the, the numbers that were called, what times, the duration, all of that stuff. Uh, and we've learned as the week has gone on that it's not just Verizon and it's not just 90 days, it's pretty much all the tele, uh, telecom companies. 
and it's pretty much forever. That was uh, two, uh, let's see, Wednesday. On Thursday, we learned about PRISM, which is arguably much more disturbing. Uh, documents uh, from the NSA uh, disclosing a program for the first time called PRISM uh, that has uh, the government boasting about having direct access, and now there's been quite a bit of debate about that over the last uh, three days since, but uh, uh, slides from the NSA talking about the government having direct access to nine of the largest Internet service providers, Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, Apple, uh, YouTube, Skype, and so forth. Mm -hmm. That was Thursday. Which I'd like to say, I would also like to say that was launched under uh, the ashes of George W. Bush. 2007, the program began. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. No problem. Um, and, and by the way, the, uh, what they were doing with phone calls was also, uh, reported by USA Today back in 2006 that it had been going on for a number of years. And at that time, there was no authority. It was being done illegally. It was not done under the authority of FISA, Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act. Um, so now, in theory, it's being done legally because they changed the FISA law, but uh, it's still being done in secret, and uh, nobody can do anything about it. Nobody can even talk about it. These companies can't even say, yeah, the government is requiring us to do X, Y, Z. I, I mean, I find this amazing and appalling. Uh, and again, now we've got Democrats who are <laughs> supporting this, which is astounding to me because they spent so many years being infuriated about it under Bush. Uh, so anyway, that was Thursday. And then on Friday... Uh, Glenn came out with, um, uh, what was on Friday's disclosure? Oh yeah, document, uh, a, a document showing, uh, a, a presidential directive, an 18-page presidential directive, um, uh, sort of detailing organizationally the way that cyber attacks, offensive cyber attacks and defensive cyber attacks should work. Um, and then, uh, today, uh, another document, another sort of uh, PowerPoint presentation uh, showing all of the uh, essentially sort of this very general map of where all of the uh, intelligence pieces, I guess, uh, I, I don't know the word for it here, uh, but, you know, an action, if, if you tap somebody's uh, phone calls or if you look at their data, where they are all coming from, from around the world, and one of the things that you see is uh, a huge number of them, millions and millions of them, coming coming from the United States, despite the fact that we're being told that, oh, this is all about foreigners, and we're also being told by the NSA that we have no way to quantify just how many uh, of these uh, intelligence-gathering acts are done in the U.S. As it turns out, looks like we do. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing what's going on here uh, with this whole thing. And um, people go, well, you know, it's not a big deal. They're just getting where we called or who, who what the phone number is we're calling. And, uh, you know, that's what's the big deal to that. Well, people f- seem to forget that there's this thing called Echelon that records everything that's set. Um, it just came out two or three weeks ago that uh, I think it was an FBI guy came out. Uh, he was on an interview and said, you know, we, we have we have the voicemails. We'll just pull them up. You know, um, so we know they're recording it, so they they can then take this data. Well, we know we we know that that guy says so, and I don't know that we have the documentation on that stuff. Just, I know you're a document. I know you're a document guy. You, you've heard of Echelon, right? 
I think I've heard of it from you and uh, Rob Revere. Okay, Echelon is has been around. It's it's well known. Um, it's actually run by an Israeli com- an Israeli company, believe it or not. Um, so you should look into it and really check that deeply because that that connects right to this because now they have the metadata and the phone numbers and all this. If they're looking for something specific and it doesn't have to be terrorism, it could be, you know, the whistleblowers. Uh, all they need to do is get that information, match it with that, and then go over to the uh, to the uh, echelon, and they pull up that. The, there you go. There's your conversation right there. Uh, sort of, kind of. I mean, a lot of that stuff is is speculative. It may well be true, but I think that there's so much stuff that we know now to be true from this uh, from these actual documents. And you know, that's my concern. Look, a lot of this stuff. Uh, may be perfectly appropriate. What what my concern is is that we're not being told about it. You know, I would like to know what the government is doing to hack networks on my behalf. I don't have to know the specifics, in truth. You know, if it is meant for security purposes, if it's meant for real security purposes. But what we find out is so much of this isn't. You know, I've uh, talked to uh, uh, Dan Ellsberg about this over the years, the, the Pentagon Papers guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's talked about how much we now classify that we always have, but especially now. I mean, we have so – everything the government does at this point is classified, and it's ridiculous because it doesn't allow we, the people, which is also in those first 52, um, number one, start word number one, uh, it doesn't allow we, the people, to know what our government is doing so we can't make informed decisions about, you know, what we want and who we want to vote for. Yeah, and I ha- I'm trying to find the article. I got so many tabs opened here. Um, there was an article. Did I close it down by accident? I must have closed. A case can be made, by the way, while you're looking for that. A case can be made that uh, there's nothing wrong with getting all of this, uh, you know, all of these phone records. I mean, one of the things actually that the document on, on this, uh, the directive to put together uh, plans for offensive uh, cyber attacks. One of the things that that document actually shows is how much, at least according to this document, the president in this order was insisting over and over and over again that everything we do uh, uh, be in agreement with U.S. law, with the Constitution, with international law. I mean, people who are complaining about these documents coming out and that, oh, it shouldn't be, it somehow hurts our national security. I read that document. I don't see any way that it hurts our national security. And it might even help our national security because Obama was meeting on Friday out here in California, by the way, um, with the, uh, the the prime minister of China. They've been hacking us. And it might show you know how far out of our way we go in this country, at least according to this document, to follow the rule of law, both uh, U.S. law and international law. I think maybe, you know, an argument can be made in any case that it sets a really good example. Well, we and turn around and do... I, this stuff should be out of the dark and in the public. We turn around and do a lot of stuff, Brad, that they don't want us to see. I mean, it's been reported that the Stuxnet, vi- Stuxnet virus that attacked uh, Iran was actually done by, by U.S. and, and Israeli um, intelligence. So there's a lot of stuff our country does um, that comes out in the long run uh, that is it, they, they don't want us to know about because they wouldn't be able to do it if we knew about it. Um, <clears throat> the article I was looking for, uh, we talked and about it. And you might be glad, by the way. Uh, that might be an example of something that you're happy about. You might be glad 
that we're keeping Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. No, I'm not glad with that because we allow, we have them, everybody around them has them, why shouldn't they? What's the big deal? I, I just don't see a problem there, I don't see an issue there, even if they had a nuclear weapon. Fair enough, weapon. but that's a debate. I mean, surely yeah. you'll acknowledge that there are a lot of people who think that Iran should not have a nuclear weapon. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can agree. agree with you, by the way, that it's kind of hypocritical that we care about them having it, but we don't care about Israel having it, we don't care about us having it, but... Oh, but Israel's never admitted they had. Wait, Brad, Israel's never admitted they had them. So that's a conspiracy theory you're saying there. Uh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I agree with you that they have them, but you know, somebody else might have turned around to me if I said that and said that exact same thing. You know, they've never admitted that. uh, Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's fine. I mean, it's it's sort of the national, uh, the international consensus that they do. But uh, fair enough. That's a good argument. You caught him (laughs) in dropping an opinion. Yeah. Oh goodness. No opinion dropping, Brad. You better check yourself, man. What's going on there? No, look. I offer a lot of opinions. (laughs) That's not the problem. The problem is people lying about facts. (laughs) (laughs) False facts. Remember, honey. False facts. Yeah. Yeah. Brad. What do you yes. think about since I heard, I heard oh, you hey, talk Dave. about? Hey, what's going on? Stop. Uh, what, since I heard you talk about Daniel uh, Ellsberg, what do you think about Bradley Manning? I was going there next. Yeah. I, I, I well, I think it's absolutely outrageous that he was held for three years, much of that time in solitary confinement under cruel and uh, inhumane conditions, as was uh, found by this military judge. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous that he's being charged under the uh, Espionage Act of uh, of 1917, which requires that it be shown that he was trying to aid the enemy, and there's absolutely no evidence of that. Uh, you know, I think his leaks were heroic, and where he has to pay a price for violating certain things, you know, when you listen, you go into the military, you agree to certain things, let's call it on a contractual basis and when you break that contract uh you know you should be held accountable and a lot of people uh say like this current leaker or leakers but let's say this one leaker um uh, who leaked these prism documents to the guardian and to the washington post according to the reporter of the washington post he says this leaker is prepared to face consequences that this he figures he's going to be uh, found out at some point he's preparing to face his consequences because he feels that the information he's putting out is that important for people to know so that happens but to lock someone up to not give them due process for three years to hold them in, in naked in the dark in solitary confinement for much of that time is cruel and unusual and to give a life sentence to this kid which is what he'll get if he's found guilty under the espionage act is uh, is appalling. Is absolutely appalling. So you you would agree that he has a duty to report uh, illegal activities and unlawful activities that were being done by the government. Um. Well, you know, now you get into uh, yes, you you you're not supposed to carry out any legal order, but uh, getting into what is illegal and what is not. You know, that gets into a very gray area. I think that what he was doing was, you know, saying that this was either wrong or illegal and that if uh, the American public knew about it, that they would be infuriated. They would be infuriated by it. Now, he did release a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that probably should have been kept a secret in that it didn't expose any wrongdoing whatsoever. And, you know, he kind of just did this massive dump of, of computer data. Could could I um, argue, though, that everything we've done in Iraq is illegal and Afghanistan? Could, could you argue that? Yeah. 
Uh, illegal according to who? International law? Uh, mor- no, moral law. Constitution. The Constitution moral and moral law? law, yeah. Only Congress can yeah, we, we don't have a, theocracy, a world theocracy, so no, you can't do it under moral law. <laughs> okay, then under, how about under the Constitution? Um, no, it was not illegal under the Constitution. Let me ask you something. Uh, who is allowed to declare war? Uh, according to the Constitution, uh, the Congress declares war under the Constitution. The Congress also, and by the way, I think that they should have to declare war before we take an action like this. But it has been the case for decades now, uh, and was uh, under uh, in the case of Iraq too, that the Congress passed a law, a legal law that. Uh, gave authority to the president to do what had to be done in the name of torture, uh, in the name of terror, as the president saw fit. I think it was a ridiculous, that's the AUMF, the Authorization for Use of Military Force. I think it's ridiculous. Um, they should have never been given that, that sort of broad power to the executive, but they did, and the courts have not found that law to be unconstitutional. I don't know if it's been challenged or not, but it's, Found it has not been found to be unconstitutional. Dave, Dave. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you wore him out. You Brad. mean I defeated your argument before you even made it this time? No, actually, you got the information out there. So that's exactly yeah. what he wanted. Right. There you go. All right, good. All right. I guess that makes sense. Good night, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Wow. Um, Brad. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, Brad. I'm reading Bradley Manning and I'm trying to remember I'm talking to you at the same time. Um, did you hear that they, the, they have ruled that there will be no stenographer in the court hearings? <laughs> Actually, before I answer that question, did you also hear that when the judge, now mind you, he's facing a life sentence, right? Yeah. But when the judge determined that, uh, his, uh, his detainment had been cruel and unusual, the judge knocked four months off his sentence. Oh, that was nice <laughs> of him. <laughs> that's just idiotic. I mean, that, but that's actually what happened. Four, so four months for three years, that's nice. Will be four, four months shorter. <laughs> well, I guess they're going to have to find a technology, which we're probably almost there to predict when you're going to die then. Uh oh, did I lose you? <laughs> no, I'm here. You there? Oh, uh, I lost you. Uh, I, I heard tech, and then it dropped off. Oh, the, you know, um, they'll have to develop technology where they can learn, and we're almost there when we're going to die so that they can let them out four months early. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Logan's run, if I recall. He should just look at the palm of his hand. His light, his uh, red light will start flashing, if I recall. That, that, that's hilarious, though, four months. Um, so, you, so have you heard about the stenographers, then? Uh, I haven't heard the details. I've seen on Twitter people raising money to um, to get a stenographer. Right. And I, I think they've gotten the the uh, the money for that, but I don't know that you're saying that it has been disallowed somehow? Yeah, I, I read this article earlier, so I'm just going to give you the opening of it. After major, major news outlets raised over $60,000 to hire stenographers to record PFC Bradley Manning's trial, the military court overseeing the trial has denied the stenographer's press passes cutting off any written record of the proceeding. See, it's, it's that shit that's appalling to me. And I have but, this... you know, it's appalling to me that, uh, you know, the, they don't televise the Supreme Court hearings, too. So, 
Uh, yeah, uh, I'm against secrecy. I want more light in government, not less. And, you know, these military tribunals are, frankly, ridiculous. I don't know why we, you know, if, if this guy broke the law, put him in a court of law and, you know, let's have due process that everyone can oversee. Well, you got to remember, though, the military, like you had said, you signed that contract. The military has its own, you know, legal means it has some of its own laws that are a little more stringent than regular laws um so i mean again i serve so i understand how there is a military court uh, right now he is being tried under a military court because he broke the the laws that he was working under in the military um so i don't necessarily well, it, disagree with that you know what yeah. i mean if, if they're violations under the uh, uh what is it U ucmj uh, ucmj yeah ucmj then try him in a military tribunal for those laws in, in, in a military, or not those laws, but those violations of that in a military tribunal. But if you're going to charge him with the Espionage Act of 1917 or any other, you know, federal criminal act that is separate from, you know, the military system, then it seems to me it ought to be a public trial, don't you think? I don't know. I'd have to kind of look into all that a little more. I just, he's, he's being well, accused. We're facing, I mean, since when do you want, surely you're not calling for secret trials. I mean, that's what they do in, you know, Iran and China and third world countries. I'm not calling for secret trials, but there is a, a, a process that happens in the military. Remember if, uh, this is kind of like he stole from the military. So that's really where it begins. That's why he ends up being arrested and put detained by the military. You know, Fort Leavenworth is where the prison is that, you know, they detain people like that at. I believe that's where he's What at if I military. stole from the military? What if I had uh, uh, snuck onto a base and stole those uh, same documents? You, Would I be tried in military tribunal? No, you should be trilled on, try, tried under a federal court then because you're a civilian. So why should he not be uh, tried under the same federal court? Because he's not a civilian. Okay. Then that's all. And, and again, I don't agree with what's going on with him. I don't think he should be in jail, period. He should have never got arrested for it. And the people that are responsible for the acts that he showed are the people that should be sitting in jail, not him. Um, so that's, if, if he, if he uh, drove a, uh, you know, it was in a hit and run accident because he's in the military, should he be tried in a secret military tribunal or in a public federal court? It depends on if it was on a, on a military post, if it was during duty hours, and if it was another military personnel. There's a lot, again, factors that would matter in that. Hmm. All right. Well, I, you know, I just don't like anything in secret. I really don't. And I, I realize that there are reasons for secrets, the, the reasons that the government have uh, certain things that are secret. But, you know, my job as a journal, uh, as a journalist, is to take those secrets and make them public so we can have a more informed public. That's all I do. Well, that's, that's your job as a journalist. That's what we try to do. We try to bring stuff out and, and speak about it. But, um, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up to you that goes along with the, the uh, whole Verizon document leaking, uh, Justice, Justice Department fights release of secret court opinions finding unconstitutional surveillance. Um, and I, again, this, this article I also already read, and I probably should have held it for you, but in the midst, midst of revelations that the government has conducted extensive top-secret surveillance operations to collect domestic phone records and Internet communications, the Justice Department was due to file a court motion Friday in its effort to keep 
secret and 86-page court opinion that determined that the government had violated the spirit of federal surveillance laws and engaged in unconstitutional spying. Um, so there, apparently the Justice Department is trying to block this 86-page court opinion. Um, have yeah. you heard of this? Uh, you know, I hadn't heard that particular story. And do you know when the... Um uh, I know that there was a number of uh, requests made from the FISA court that were turned down, which is pretty extraordinary because they're usually a, a rubber stamp. I mean, anything you take to the FISA court is almost automatically approved. So you got to wonder what these things were that these people were trying to do that was turned down by the FISA court. And yeah, I'd like to know who did it, especially if they had actually done it and then went to the FISA court, because if they were turned down for having done something, and that's what's amazing about FISA, by the way, you can, you can go there retroactively. You can be, the government can decide, oh, I must, uh, uh, wiretap your phone immediately for some reason, and then I can go get permission for that later from the FISA court. Right. Um, but we had, you know, and I ran this uh, last week at bradblog.com. If you haven't seen it, um, this testimony that James Comey gave in 2007 that was amazing, where he was talking about uh, uh, Gonzalez. What, what was his name? Uh, uh, oh, um, Bush's attorney general. Um, uh, I, I know. Whatever. Yeah, I got Gonzalez, I think you're right. I just can't think of the first name. It's definitely Gonzalez. We can't think of his first name. But anyway, um, uh, where, where he and George Bush's chief of staff tried to go to the hospital and get approval for something that was thought to be unconstitutional, uh, a, a wiretap was believed to be a, the uh, the warrantless wiretapping by the NSA, went to the hospital to get it from John Ashcroft, who was critically ill. Ashcroft was at the time the attorney general. Uh, he was critically ill from pancreatitis. The acting uh, attorney general was James Comey, and he had refused to sign off on whatever this procedure was, finding that it was illegal. And so uh, they went, Gonzalez and, and, and Andy Card, the chief of staff, went to the hospital in the middle of the night to try to trick Ashcroft in his stupor into signing this thing. And it was only because James Comey heard about it when Mrs. Ashcroft called him in the middle of the night that he turned his limo driver around. There was a race to the hospital. Comey called all his FBI friends and said, meet me at the hospital ASAP. There was this amazing showdown in the middle of the night uh, you know, where they kept uh, Ashcroft from signing this thing. It's an amazing story. The Washington Post called it the most the uh, most stunning 20, uh, uh, 20 minutes of congressional testimony maybe ever, and it really was uh, stunning. James Comey, by the way, who turned out to be the good guy in that story, um, is now believed to be uh, the, the next nominee for the FBI. And so he was George Bush's deputy AG, so it'll be interesting to see... Uh, how the Republicans deal with this guy showing back up uh, for his uh, Senate confirmation hearings uh, as as uh, head of the FBI. I think you talked about this with Scott on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I, as you were talking about it, it was coming back to me. Yeah, a couple of Thursdays ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. Um, and so it might be that might be one of these programs that uh, you know somebody is suing to have come to light. I, well, I can tell you who it is. The, you know, the problem is. There is, you know, they pass these laws, let's say the FISA law, and then there is an interpretation of those laws that the government then acts on. Well, 
what they're doing is uh, classifying the government's interpretation of those laws. They won't even let us see how they're interpreting those laws, like the uh, the, the government uh, decisions on how to do drone strikes. The Congress, the Senate, has been trying to get, they won't even release it to the Senate, to the Senate Intelligence Committee, where they have to keep the stuff secret. They won't even give it to the Senate Intelligence Committee and show them their, uh, you know, their, their, their legal ponderings for, uh, why it is they believe these drone strikes are, uh, in line with the law. So when they won't even show us that, I, I got a problem with that. I really do. Well, and I got a problem with four U.S. four U.S. citizens being killed by drone attacks overseas. Um, so you know, all of it has to yep. come out, and they have to start talking about it. the people that triggered this. Was uh, they're both actually actually uh, Senate Intelligence Committee members, uh, Senator Ron Wyden and mm-hmm. Senator Mark Udall. Uh, those are mm-hmm. the two that started this whole thing. So as, if you start looking into this, those are names that'll tag it to you for you. Oh, yeah, and they, they listen, they wrote a great letter to Eric Holder saying, look, your people are coming before us in the, uh, uh, you know, in the Senate giving us testimony and they're misrepresenting these, uh, programs. The, the letter begins with, uh, Udall and Wex, uh, Udall and, uh, 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 Wyden telling the Attorney General that the American people would be alarmed if they learned how you guys are interpreting these, uh, sec- you know, your secret interpretations of surveillance authority that differs significantly from the public's understanding of what is permitted under U.S. law. That's, you know, two Democratic senators, by the way, mm-hmm. um, you know, asking the attorney general to uh, release this information or at least to not mislead when they show up in Congress to testify. On well, it. this was supposed to be the most uh, transparent administration ever, and we've seen that it's probably the most secretive ever. Um you know, so hopefully these whistleblowers continue to do what they're doing and, and keep releasing this information. And, you know, Dave and I were arguing about what's it going to take to get all this back together earlier today. And I hope people seeing this stuff coming out finally and actually paying attention to it, at least a select few, um, will promote them to want to make a difference and make a change in what's going on. And that's the most important thing right now. You know, I'm not against, I don't want to eliminate everything 100%, but we definitely need to fix a lot of broken shit right now. Well, listen, this is why we have, uh, theoretically, why we have a public government. This is why, you know, we have self-governance. Remember, the government is supposed to be us. And if we don't know what the government is doing, we cannot make informed decisions about that government, who to vote for, uh, you know, what, you know, what, what petitions, uh, you know, to sign and so forth. So we need to know what the government is doing. And, for the people who are making the case now it's Democrats, actually now it's Democrats and Republicans. I mean, if, if any of these Democrats who hated George W. Bush, if they need any clue about how far they've gone off the rails now in defending what it is that Obama is doing, you need look no further than Ari Fleischer, the uh, press spokesman for George W. Bush and the you know the worst of the uh, uh, Iraq years, the biggest liar during the Iraq years, coming forward on CNN last night and saying, "I support on behalf of Republicans, I support everything the president is doing in regard to these uh, in regard to these secret programs." I mean, if you're a Democrat 
supporting Obama on these things, don't you, I mean, it would make me think twice to hear Ari Fleischer applauding the president for his secret policies, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's it's a scary world we're in. I got one last thing, Brad. We only got about seven minutes, six minutes left here. Um, One last thing I wanted to address with you. Uh, Last, not last week, the week before on Dangerous Conversation, you and Rob uh, kind of agreed on something, which I know that's unusual for you. Um, but I kind of disagree with both of you on this. Uh, you guys were talking. Yeah, well, fuck you then. <laughs> yeah, fuck you too. All right. Um, you guys were talking about Adam Kokesh's march and how it's changed now to a march on the 50 states, on the capitals of the 50 states. And you both agreed that you thought this was treason. Do you remember this conversation? No, 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 no. It's, it's not a march on the 50 state capitals that was treasonous. What did you think was treasonous then? Do you remember this conversation uh, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's essentially, and I. By the way, I don't think that his basically, you know, he, he was threatening uh, uh, armed revolution against these uh, these governments. Basically, he said that if these fifty governors did not. Uh, Somehow, and I, and I don't think there's a legal way for them to do it, but if they somehow did not declare, did not secede from the federal government, that in one year, one year from this upcoming July 4th, if in one year they haven't done that, then, uh, you know, we will consider using arms to make them do that. Okay. That is, Let me is ask not, you something, if not treason, is uh, kind of can you hear tradition. Me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can hear you, Dave. Go ahead. Ask Brad. Brad, how does one legally secede? I don't think you can. That is secession. <laughs> uh, you don't. You don't ask permission to secede. Did we ask Britain, uh, uh, Britain, for permission to become a country? No, we fought it. And I want to read. Well, your- that was that. That was a different case. There are uh, certain cases. As South Sudan seceded from Sudan and uh, did so legally at the ballot box, and they were allowed to do that. That, that, that you know, we just don't happen happen to have it written into our constitution. Once you agree to join the constitution, uh, to join the union, uh, as far as I know, there is no legal way to secede, and in any case, to threaten uh, violence against the government. Which is why you know the whole argument about the the Second Amendment is is so absurd. This this notion that oh, it was meant so that we could shoot at the government when the only crime they specified in the in the constitution is treason and rebellion against the government so yeah there's no real legal way to do it as far as i know now i'm going to read you a section out of a very important document in our history um and i believe this is just as important if not more important than the constitution and it's the declaration of independence all right yeah, i know what it says all right, i'm going to read it so it, everybody else knows what okay. it says hold on all right but, all right but when a long train of abuse and usurpations Pursuing inev- in, I can't see, my lights are low. Invariable, the same objectives, evidence as designed to reduce the under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. Right. And when we did that, that was in fact sedition. It did start a war. Many people did die for it. Mm-hmm. Many people were in prison for it. So, you know, if these guys want to die and be imprisoned for it, that's up to them. I, you know, frankly, given what they seem to be complaining about, I, I find it kind of stupid. 
Um, I, you know, I don't find that there's any real, you know, government tyranny. Uh, in, in this case, it was a, a pot law and gun law. But, uh, I, you know, I just don't see any real complaint here. They're welcome so, to do it. It's illegal. They're going to face the consequences, and it is so, uh, a, a treason. So when the South seceded from the Union, what paperwork did they file? They declared they were seceding. And it was illegal, and the uh, federal government enforced the law, and we had a war over it. And eventually, no, we they had a war over that slavery. They were wrong, and they rejoined the union. I thought it was over slavery. Whatever well, it was just, over, for whatever reason, you, is, is, there, is, there is no there is no legal way to secede. You just leave. And if they want to come come after you and say, no, you can't do that, that's when the fight begins. And then the tyr tyrannical act is on the person trying to make you not leave. All right? So if, if, if a state decided to, to say, all right, fuck this shit, I don't want to be part of the United States anymore, but we're going to do our own country. Like Vermont has a big secession movement right? or secession <laughs> movement. And, you know, what, what what's going to happen? Are they really going to roll in tanks and say, you can't leave, you can't be a part of it, you can't. Stop. And if that does happen, then the aggressor is the United States. It's the it's the the armed forces of this country that are now the terrorists. The United States would never be aggressive to anybody. Come on, Dave. I could see your facetiousness. Yeah. Well, in this case, he's actually talking about overthrowing uh, the state governments if they don't comply with his demands. So I guess you're good with that, too. Well, it's not his demands; it's the demands of. It won't. It won't. It won't matter to me. I'll be in fucking Honduras. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Oh, this is what you keep fucking promising, but you're still here, <laughs> Brad. He'll never really be gone because you can always Twitter you, even from Honduras. Right. I know. I mean, we've I, we've, I, I, we've raised fucking ten thousand dollars since you mentioned it an hour ago. <laughs> Why haven't you left already, Dave? I've been talking about Honduras for a year. Nobody's come up with anybody. Well, I've been waiting for my social security disability to kick in so that I can leave. So it won't be too long before you start collecting all that government largesse that you're against. It's my fucking money. <laughs> all right, guys. We're not going to get back into that. Brad, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us. As usual, I have so much fun it's having you on. <laughs> um, where can everybody find you? Give out your Twitter, your website, wherever we can come well, try to find you. Well, apparently they know my goddamn Twitter address <laughs> because now I've got to plow through a hundred fucking twi tweets over the last five minutes. Anyway, I can be found on the Twitter at the Brad Blog. I can be found on the Facebook at the Brad Blog. More importantly, you can find me at uh, bradblog.com. Uh, and of course, uh, you can find me on Saturdays and Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Progressive Voices Channel on the Tune In. And you can find me on Thursdays at what time am I on? Uh, Two o'clock on yeah. uh, Scott uh, uh, Ledger's show. Dangerous conversation on Radio IO. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> You've only been doing it for two years, Brad. Yeah, but you know what? I don't. I don't pay attention to a word I say. <laughs> it shows. Do I? <laughs> yeah, neither does Dave. Thank you. Uh, you know what? And by the way, uh, you've had me on for like two hours. Uh, you haven't called me a name once, and uh, you haven't uh, yelled at me to get off your phone the way Rob Revere did. So I just wanted to Aww. laud you for that. Well, thank you, and I, I will inform you. I did have a couple drinks before the show, and some during. You hold uh, I, your liquor much better than Rob Revere. <laughs> we love Rob anyway. I, 
I did say fuck you, and I I kind of regret that. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't hear kind you say it, but I forgive you. You, you can hear it in the rebroad of it, I'm sure. All right, Brad. And fuck you in return. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, I really appreciate it. You have a great evening. Enjoy uh, what's it only uh, 9 o'clock there, so go have some fun. Go have a beer or something. Go relax. Thanks, guys. Great talking to uh, all three of you. Really enjoyed it. I hope to do it again soon. Take care. Have Later, a good buddy. night. Bye. <laughs> and there goes Brad. <laughs> See, that was a very good one, Dave. You held yourself very well. You were, you know, polite and other than calling telling the you know fuck you once. Uh, I thought you said it jokingly, but you meant it when you said it. I, no, I did, but I just it's it's that's just not the kind of conversation I, I should have as okay. a co-host gotcha, to a gotcha. guest. <laughs> to a guest. That's right. All right, guys. It's been a great show. A lot of fun. A lot of information. Um, a lot of wait, interaction. I have a what? How long do we have to wait till this show comes up on? Podcast? I I will have all three shows sh- shows shows loaded by tomorrow night. All right, guys. All right. On now. You got to hold them to this. I always yeah, got two good shows in in, in that are, you know about ready. To, last week was a good show, right? I think so. I don't really. Um, that's right. I can't remember. I don't remember right. last That's week's show. I haven't even listened to it yet. So I never, I never listen. I don't like listening to the shows, right? Because then I'm too critical of myself. So I was like, but I, do, I want to hear that show because I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember so, yeah, any of it. I, you have to get that up. I want to hear how fucking stupid I was. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have all the shows up by tomorrow night. I'll, I'll nail Lexi down to writer synopsises and get that all together. And uh, hey. You know what time it is? It's time for me to go to my friend's house and walk her fucking dogs. Ooh, fun. Well, yeah, well, she, she's got beer over there, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack a few beers. I already I, I recorded uh, the Island Man TT, so I'll be there for a couple hours, actually. Oh, nice. Midnight. Well, you go have fun, sir. Thanks for your help again. Great show tonight. I uh, appreciate you uh, you helping us. Honey, you got anything to say? Thank you. Good night. <laughs> she's done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> just i'm done all right bye then all right guys thanks for listening to the first 52 on raz radio live make sure you check us next week make sure you check all our great programming that we have um the schedule schedules on the website check it out razradiolive.com talk to you all next week Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying. Get through in this world Always trying to prove That we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place Time to blast off destination space With the 
sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Ali, don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect It's an SOS, the death's been sent So now we just wait and hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us from the moon We'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful asylum so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out of the north pacific that's where the trailies will be find out why critics are calling why in the world are they spraying the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. 
It's that simple.